Where were you when the world stopped turning On that September day Were you in the yard With your wife and children Or working on some stage in L.A. Did you stand there in shock At the sight of that black smoke Rising against that blue sky Did you shout out in anger And fear for your neighbor Or did you just sit down and cry Did you weep for the children Who lost their dear loved ones Pray for the ones who don't know Did you rejoice for the people Who walked from the rubble And sobbed for the ones left Did you burst out with pride for the red, white, and blue And the heroes who died just doing what they do Did you look up to heaven for some kind of answer And look at yourself and what really matters I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN But I'm not sure I can tell you The difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I talk to God And I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us And the greatest is love Where were you when the world stopped turning? That September day Teaching a class full of innocent children Or driving down some cold interstate Did you feel guilty cause you're a survivor? In a crowded room did you feel alone? Did you call up your mother and tell her you loved her? Did you dust off that Bible at home? Did you open your eyes and hope it never happened? Close your eyes and not go to sleep. Did you notice the sunset the first time in ages? Speak to some stranger on the street. Did you lay down at night and think of tomorrow? Go out and buy you a gun. Did you turn off that violent old movie you're watching? Turn on I Love Lucy reruns Did you go to a church and hold hands with some strangers Stand in line and give your own blood Did you just stay home and cling tight to your family Thank God you had somebody to love I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you The difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I've talked to God And I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us And the greatest is love I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN But I'm not sure I can tell you The difference
difference in our rock and our red. But I know Jesus and I talk to God And I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us And the greatest is love And the greatest is love And the greatest is love Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Very powerful song, especially when you consider what we're commemorating today. Alan Jackson on Radio Connection Live. Where were you when the world stopped turning? Live from RCL Plaza, this is a very special edition of Radio Connection Live, the podcast, as RCL remembers 9-11. I'm Jamie T, along with Tim O'Connor. Hey, Tim. Yeah, hi. I'm, I'm here. And uh, Preston is here. What's up, man? Hey, hello, everyone. You know, I was listening to coverage this morning, and it's so real to think, you know, we've been, we've been covering this for 20 mm-hmm. years. Well, I mean, on this show, we, we've been covering for like, you know, nine years that we've been here, but... Mm-hmm. It's still surreal to think as, as I've been listening to this song, I remember the days of what happened and where we were when the world stopped turning. So, Oh yeah, I, 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 I do too. I, I remember I was living in Atlanta after I, I'm, I'm originally, I, 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 you often hear me say this. I'm, I'm originally from Florida, but I have family in Atlanta and I live, we live, we moved down there for a few years. And yes. uh, I remember being, a, being, a, being an eight year old kid. I I was, eight or nine yeah yeah I was, I was about eight actually because i hadn't turned nine yet i was about eight years old and um i came home from and i it was a regular day we didn't think anything was even going wrong but then i came home from school because I, I had a ritual i come home from school take off my school clothes put on some some home clothes and watch tv watch you know and watch and watch mid, 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 afternoon cartoons i came home from school didn't think anything happened then i, I began to wonder why there wasn't any really any any game shows or talk shows or anything else that I normally watch on television locally. You know, yeah. Locally. Yeah. All the networks were, were running coverage of these towers that, that fell. And, you know, when you're eight years old, you don't understand it very well. And, uh, you know, yeah. didn't even, I began to, I asked, didn't my, even start because all this happened this morning. Yeah. That morning. I, asked, I, I asked my, I asked my mom, I said, uh, you know, why is there nothing on TV? She said, well, because the, the tower, the twin towers, I'm like, what are the twin, what you know, what, what are the twin towers? And after, after answering all those questions, you know, when you're, when you're eight years old, you don't understand what ha- what the magnitude. Yeah. Of it's what the happened. same thing. When, it's the same thing when you're like five or six, cause I was in first grade. And at the time I lived about 30, 40 minutes away from the crash site of flight 93. So we had a clear channel market back there. And at the time, and they did a good job of coverage of that, but it's still surreal to think, wow. It is, you know? it is. And, and Tim, where were you? Actually, um, I was living in St. Pete at the time. Um, and I was planning a trip to Daytona. Mm. um wow uh, i had uh gotten myself involved with a, a lawsuit uh over in daytona where we had some problems with uh people not uh wanting to let uh 
Augie in and rent um, a place to live. And uh, I sued them. And uh, I had a call from my lawyer that wanted me to come over that day and uh, settle the lawsuit. So I was looking at a nice chunk of change. Uh, and considering that I was unemployed at the moment, uh, I was very looking very much forward to going to uh, to uh, Daytona that day. I was going to catch a Greyhound and head over there about three o'clock and check into my favorite uh, hotel over there and, uh, you know, get ready for some for some partying. And um, then that happened. I was listening. I, I, I was I was getting myself packed and getting myself ready. And I was listening to the. Uh, the uh, MJ morning show on FLZ. And uh, he started talking about all this stuff that he was seeing on TV. And uh, wow. Uh, needless to say, all the Greyhound buses were canceled that for the rest of that day. And, uh, wow. So there was no way for me to, to go anywhere. And uh, so I just sat there and just mesmerized by everything that was going on not not quite believing it and um when anyway wound up going over to daytona the next day and uh taking care of my lawsuit and all that was going on but uh um i uh i i listened to a lot of a lot of radio while i was over there and Oddly enough, one of the I never had a whole lot of respect for uh, Drew Garabo uh, because of the type of show that he did on. Uh, he was still at Real Radio at that point, but boy, I tell you what, he he really, really did an excellent job. Uh, that's one of the things that I remember as a standout is how he was able to get away from his usual uh, schlock talk show and uh do something really serious and do it well and yeah uh, he's still he's still i mean he covered the margarines the 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 miami carol the the mm -hmm. shooting at the yeah. the high school yeah. and uh i didn't think he, the guy had it in him i really didn't but uh they really <laughs> well, don't uh, forget, they did a Tim, very we, good job they did a surprisingly good job well Tim, uh, don't forget we uh we we uh we featured uh, audio of him and so brother Kevin covering the post right. nightclub mm -hmm. shooting. So yeah, they they the thing about the bone and even now, they can be serious when they wanna be. You know, they can they yeah, they laugh and joke and have fun, but they 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 can be serious even when they wanna be. And so you you know, you gotta give them props for that. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, Gina had to go in that day. She was actually on vacation when it happened, uh, if you remember. Mm. And uh, she actually had to go in there into DBO that day and uh, do anchor work. And um, uh, I was looking for that tape because I know I've got that around here someplace last night, and I could not find it. I wanted to include yeah. it in the show, but... Uh, well, well, Tim, if you do find it, we'll uh, um, we'll uh, we'll do a special episode for that. But yeah. um, was but, she there all day, Tim? Sorry. Yes. Yep. She okay. Was, she was at DBO all day that day. Mm. Yeah, you know, um, did and, a fantastic job. Just, I'm so proud of her. I tell you, you know, you know, it's it's funny. It's it's amazing to think that this was 20 years ago today today being if you're listening to this on the day it's recorded saturday september 11th 2021 
it would hardly hardly it was 20 years ago and a lot of us you you never forget about it it's one of those things that you just never forget and we're gonna be still going on that's the sad Mm -hmm. part yeah Yeah. and we're going and we're going to and we're going to um and we're and, and we're, we're kind of got to go back in time, Jamie, is what we're going to do here and actually yes. listen to this as it happens. As you know, Radio Connection Live is uh, famous or perhaps I should say infamous for uh, bringing you uh, the stuff as it happens from where it happens. Um, and we do. Uh, it's something that uh, I've always, always, it's kind of been a hobby of mine for many years to, uh, hey, if I want to, something's going on, I want to go to the radio station where it's going on and mm-hmm. listen to their news coverage of it. And we've done that a couple of times here just in the recent past on the show. And uh, so this is the, no exception. This is as it happens. Uh, we started recording this about 8.30 in the morning and the first plane uh, went into the building about 8.43 or 8.45, something like that. Winds had it, I think, on the air at 8.48. So uh, you are going to hear everything that happens uh, as it happens on that, um, on that radio station. And it's completely uncut. All the commercials are in there and uh, pretty much everything that, uh, that happened. Uh, uh, and I, I hope that, uh, I hope you'll go back and listen to this and try to visualize in your mind's eye, um, what was going on. Yeah. You know, I tried to queue up a 21 gun salute oh. for the soldiers. And I think I found one. Mm. Um, and I think, and I think it is only fitting. That's good thinking. That we- Huh? That's very good thinking on your part. Yeah, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I found I found one that I think will work. So let's go. I think, yeah. And I wonder what the history is of the twenty-one gun salute. I'm trying to think because mom's in the army, and so she might know. she's not here, so I, I can't ask her. But maybe, yeah, maybe did it or. I think yeah, one, yeah. I think one of the branches of the army took care of that. So. I think all of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's the I think it's the honor guard. Yeah, the honor guard. I yes, found yeah, yeah. But I found the honor guard twenty one gun salute. And um, before we get into what we have to, what we have to play, uh, uh, guys, panel, is it is it okay if I uh, put this on the air for the listeners? Yeah. Yes. All right. All righty. So here we go, guys. This is something that we've never done here at RCL. So this will be our first time ever, ever, um, ever airing it. It's the, and this is to commemorate our, our troops. And let me say this. You're going to hear a lot of music on the show today, in addition to what we have already. Um, And um, what I'm also going to do for you listeners I'm going to work on it tonight, is take all the songs we played today on the program, including some additional ones, and put them into a, into a YouTube playlist. And we'll, post the, uh, and we'll post a link to the playlist on our Facebook page so you guys can, look, can, look, can, can listen to it. But here is for In Memory of 9-11, for the ones who died, 
here is the honor, honor guard 21 gun salute Fast forward to some of this stuff.
And that, listeners, in, in the, it wasn't the smoothest thing in the world in the world we ever aired, is a twenty-one gun <laughs> salute commemorating those that lost their lives in nine eleven. That's what that's for. That's what we, that's why I played that. Yeah. Um. Very fitting for today's program, wouldn't you say, Tim? Yeah, I, I was I was sitting here trying to look up uh, the history of the twenty one gun salute, and I uh, wasn't able to come up with anything here yet. But uh, anyway, we'll 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 look it up on along the course. No, it's funny because you know it's it's something you hear all the time, and I just I, I've never thought about that. And uh, you know, me being a history buff like I am, I'm sitting here going, "Hmm, what is the history of that? Why why do we do that?" Well, you know, some we we listening. Maybe a certain speaker can tell us at least some of it. Um, let me see if I can Wikipedia. Yeah, I just, uh, I just clicked on the Wikipedia article here, but I just don't this didn't have work. time to read through enough of it to uh, give you a background. Yeah. Anyway, Wikipedia twenty one gun salute. Here's the Wikipedia article on twenty one gun salute. A twenty one gun salute is the most commonly recognized of the customary gun salutes that are performed by the firing of cannons or artillery as a military honor. As naval customs evolved, 21 guns came to be fired for heads of state or in exceptional circumstances for heads of government, with the number decreasing with the rank of the recipient of the honor. While the 21-gun salute is the most commonly recognized, the number of rounds fired in any given salute will vary depending on the conditions. Circumstances affecting these variations include the particular occasion, and in the case of military and state funerals, the branch of service, and rank of the person to whom honors are being rendered. Would you like me to keep reading? Yes. Section 2. History. The tradition of saluting can be traced to the late Middle Ages practice of placing oneself in an unarmed position, and therefore in the power of those being honored. This may be noted in the dropping of the point of the sword, presenting arms, discharging cannon and small arms by firing them, lowering sails, manning the yards, removing the headdress or laying on oars. Would you like me to keep reading? Stop. So the history of this goes way back to this. So the history, history of this actually goes way back to the Middle Ages. Of course, back then they were firing swords back then, but, you know, as Alexa mentioned, so that's really interesting, but but yeah, I mean, it goes. But yeah, that 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 salute has a lot of. Uh, I mean, you 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 see it. You, you, it's mostly done in the army, um, you know, to remember uh, those that died and stuff like that. And it's so. also done um, if we had a veteran who passed away. Uh, they do it at a service for them. So I've seen it obviously done. They do it out, obviously, they do it outside. Obviously. Yes. Obviously, yeah. They do yeah. it outside. They do it outside. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure because. You know, 20, 21 guns, be careful because one of those things might, might, uh, might hit somebody. So, yeah. Well, y'all, it is Radio Connection Live Remembers 9 11. That's the name of the show today. Radio Connection or RCO Remembers 9 11. And now that we've had our, you know, talk about what we were, we've had our 21 gun salute. Um, let's talk about how radio covered 9 11. And Tim, you said 10 10 wins. Yeah, especially in New York, 10-10 wins. 10-10 uh, wins was just, uh, of course, uh, the, the, best, <laughs> the best coverage uh, you could ever want to, uh, to hear on this. And it was actually 
a sales representative that lived there that actually called in um, and they put her on the air uh, and she describes as this is happening exactly what she sees and so yeah and and wow. and later and and I think I think later on in the in the in the show or maybe it's going to be a few um a few pieces down you're going to hear not just how not just that but we're going to hear how the whole dial in New York City yeah covered. We, we also have that coverage uh, as well this all uh came from a um show that I put together um five years ago actually mm -hmm. yep uh on this date and uh wanted i wanted to do a a, a tribute show and uh so uh, this is uh, a show that i actually put together five years ago uh mm -hmm. and i just took all the work parts out of that particular show and uh, that's what we're going to be listening to today because uh, that way you know we can just sit here and update all the stuff that's going on and everything as well so right 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 it's really it's it's really it's going to be a but really it's interesting to watch how they go to this um sales rep uh and she tells everything that's going on you know eyewitness eyewitness account uh, far better than anything you ever watched on TV at that time, because the TV commentators, you know, they didn't know what was going on. And uh, most of them, of course, they just described what what was on the on the on the video as people were watching the video. And it you know, leaves a lot of stuff out that way if you were watching TV. But if you were listening to the radio, you got the full uh, uh, aspects of uh, everything going on and it's also interesting to see how quickly winds took this lady who's on top of her apartment building describing all this stuff and then got all the rest of their people out on the streets uh and got their the rest of their news staff together uh to cover this so within this 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 actually runs about an hour a little bit over an hour long uh, but uh, it's straight through and it's pretty much uncut and uh, I think uh, and, it demonstrates before, very well we, how well we radio hit, did the coverage on before this. we hit play I want I, you know uh, listeners and I, I have a special word for our listeners as we're now if you are a young child and you're listening to this um, we encourage you to uh, get to grab mom or dad maybe you may not especially if you're younger we don't recommend this for young children especially or go six to another years. room or go to another or better yet if you so mom so kids if you're listening to this as we're recording it or maybe you'll hear it later who knows but we want to we, we we'd like to advise you to uh go get mom and dad and let them describe and you know because children can often be afraid by what they hear and see and we don't want to scare kids on this show. So um, listener discretion is being advised. As Glenn Washington would say, sensitive listeners. Sensitive, exactly. And especially our younger listeners. So uh, kids, if, 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 you, uh, if you have uh, mom and dad nearby, uh, please go get them now. So, um, or, 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 move, or maybe move to another room or something um, because it some parts of what you'll hear today 
may or may not be suitable for all listeners. Some listeners, you know, a lot of people are, are sensitive to certain things. So um, if you, so parents, if you got young kids in the house, you have, have them either go to another part of the house, another room until, until this is all over. But, but um, that's, but in other words, listener discretion is being advised. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, um, let us listen to and let let us listen let us listen into New York City 911 uh, as brought to you by the folks at 1010 Winds uh, in New York City owned I think they're owned by CBS right Tim yeah at that time yeah. it was it was uh, and and uh, this starts slightly before it starts about uh, 10 or 15 minutes before this all happens so you get to see a little bit of what what the day was like uh, before this and then of course you get to hear everything that goes on so right let's roll so, it. yeah let's roll it right here on radio connection live as RCL remembers the 20th anniversary of 9-11 Coming up, we have WINS, W-I-N-S, in New York City, and they're continuing coverage as it happened. Now, we're going to start this tape before the actual event so that you can hear a little bit about what it sounded like before, and then we're going to run this straight through uh, for about an hour or so so that you can really get a feel for what happened and the way it happened and how it was reported. I think you will find this interesting. I also know that you will hear this coverage nowhere else except right here on Radio Connection Live. New York Lottery winning results. Call 976-2020 in the 212-718-516 and 94 area codes. All calls are 40 cents a minute. 976-2020, the official lottery number. 64 degrees, beautiful day, sunny skies in New York. Humidity 75%, the wind northwest at 9 miles per hour. It's not going to get any worse. It's going to stay just as nice with plenty of sunshine. It'll be a breezy and pleasant day today. The high going up to 80 degrees. Good morning. I'm Judy DeAngelis. If you'd like to set your clocks and watches, when's news time at the tone will be exactly 8.30. Sponsored by Commerce Bank, seven-day branch banking is coming to New York. Grand opening September 14th at 55th and 6th and 94th and Broadway. I'm Melis Stockton Rossini in the 1010 Winds Newsroom. Get ready for the second coming of Air Jordan. Michael Jordan has saying, I'm doing it for the love of the game. Alex Stockton, Rossini, 1010 Wins News. Wins News Time 831. Let's get an update now on traffic and transit. Sponsored by Dwayne Reed, New York's number one drugstore. We win it out there on the roads and rails, Pretorio. Uh, another losing battle on the Cross Bronx today, Judy, from about at least Bronx River Parkway down to the George Washington Bridge. Eastbound side is also very heavy off of George out to Jerome, driving into the Sun Glare, the Mahalan Tunnel as well. At the 1010 Wins 
transit desk. There are no reported delays and alternate side parkings in effect. I'm Pete Toriello. Shadow traffic on 1010 winds. And now your exclusive 1010 winds AccuWeather forecast. Delightful with a capital D. Here's meteorologist Elliot Abrams and this live report. Definitely. It's going to be this way all day. Sunshine, high temperature 80. Tonight, clear and decidedly cool. Low 60 in Midtown, 52 in some suburbs. Tomorrow, another delightful day. Sunny and very nice. High 78. Then as a cold front approaches during the day Thursday, could be a brief shower, the high 76 degrees. And Friday, a decline in temperature, partly sunny, breezy, and cooler, high 68. Then Saturday, mostly sunny, breezy, and cool, a delight if you like cool weather, high 68. Currently winds out of the northwest at 4 miles per hour. The relative humidity is 70%. It's 64 degrees in Paramus, 66 degrees in Newark, 67 in Midtown, and heading to 80. Back to Weather Watch never stops. I'm meteorologist Elliot Abrams on New York's weather station, 1010 Winds. Winds News Time, 833. To celebrate the second anniversary of our Dollar Rewards Club, Dwayne Reed is offering extra bonus discounts. Yeah, that's right. Spend $75 or more during September, and depending on how much, you'll get coupons for 5 to 20% off your next purchase. And don't forget to get yourself some Markel paper towels. You'll find them in colorful new print designs that are quilted for a softer feel. And you know what? They're even more absorbent than ever. With your Dollar Rewards Club card, they're just 66 cents a roll. That's a great price. Get the Markel soft pack two-ply bathroom tissue, too. It's the bathroom tissue that's quilted for a softer, more absorbent feel. It's now just 99 cents. And that's another great price at Dwayne Reed, New York's number one drugstore. Jared Evans entered the waiting room. Scramble to recall some books handed out to New York City schools as part of a third grade reading program and paid for by Mayor Giuliani's classroom library initiative. Recruit and get an application for our next exam. It's not just a job. It's the NYPD. We're interrupting this program because I'm seeing that we have a listener uh, who I guess wants to say something. So um, let me. Give me just a second, y'all, and I will bring this person in. Whoops. I see we have a listener who wants to to say something. So let us see. Okay, they appear, they appear to have left. I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry, I, I do apologize for that interruption. I saw the the person. I saw the little thing come up on the screen that we had someone who wanted to. To speak, but I guess they left. So it's Radio Connection Live as we probably remember. Probably a troll. It was probably a troll. Just keep in mind that you will get those. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, it's Radio Connection Live as we remember 9 11. And as of this moment, there will be no more interruptions. So let us resume. Wake up to 1010 wins every morning than do any other station in the nation. Tom Offer is our writer. I'm Judy DeAngelis. All news, all the time. This is 1010 wins. You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. Good morning, 64 degrees at 840 on this Tuesday, September 11th. I'm James Faraday, and here's what's happening. Thousands of New Yorkers will head to the polls today to cast ballots for mayor and a host of other city offices on primary day. Catholic high school teachers in the city and the suburbs reportedly walk off the job. 
A former city school teacher is accused of a 30-year-old hijacking. Easy pass battery problems lead to fines for unsuspecting drivers. This is Acu Weather Meteorologist Elliot Abrams. Well, plenty of sunshine today. Lower humidity than recently. The high 80, dropping to 60 tonight. Up to 78 with sunshine tomorrow, 76 Thursday. This is Steve Torrey. It appears Michael Jordan will indeed be coming out of retirement to return to play to the NBA. Giants lose the opener, falling in the Monday night game at Denver. Yankees and Red Sox rained out of the stadium. I'm Steve Orr. Nokia issues a revenue warning. Neiman Marcus and Heinz match quarterly profit estimates. And Goldman Sachs gets an upgrade. Wins News Time 841. Traffic and transit on the ones. Sponsored by John Leguizamo's Sexaholic at the Royal Theater. Here's Pete Torriello. Grabbing the Jersey Jams for you here. First of all, in Whippany, Route 10 is now Open in both directions through Parsippany Road. An accident investigation finally cleared. Eastbound 80 is very heavy. Organizers hope that 50,000 Jews and supporters of Israel will turn out. Mona Rivera, 1010, Winds News. Winds News time 8.50. A major player on Wall Street is hit with a sex bias case. The story from 1010 Winds senior correspondent Stan Brooks. The federal suit charges that Morgan Stanley discriminates against women employees in promotion, pay, and other benefits. An EEOC chairwoman, Carrie Dominguez, says when one of the women... Allison Shefflin objected to this treatment. Morgan Stanley retaliated against her by firing her. To complain equates to... Breaking news now on 1010 Wins. This just into our newsroom. A plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. Let's get this live update from 1010 Wins correspondent Joan Fleischer. Joan, what do you see? Well, I'm standing on the top of my roof, and I'm looking at the World Trade Center, and there's a huge hole in it, and there's a fire in the building right now. Huge smoke pouring out of it, and things are falling from the building itself. It's about three-quarters from the top, oh, well, maybe a quarter from the top of the building where it's completely, there's a huge hole in the building. All right, 1010 Winds correspondent Joan Fleischer on the scene in lower Manhattan. Uh, any emergency personnel on the scene as of yet, Joan, that you see? I can't see anybody, but I hear the fire trucks, and um, it's, I, heard the, I heard the plane very close to the top of the buildings. I looked outside, and I saw it hit, and it exploded immediately. Did you uh, manage to see what kind of plane it was? I couldn't tell. It, it was a smaller plane. It looked like a smaller plane, but I couldn't tell. Not, uh, I'm not really sure. I uh, would say it wasn't a huge jet, but it was a plane that sounded like it was a fighter jet overhead, and then I saw it explode. It was too close to the building. Are you able to see any wreckage on the ground from where you're no, standing? No, I'm too far. I'm too high up. No, I can't see anything other than there's a huge hole in the side of the building and a fire inside. Tons of smoke pouring out. I can hear from the fire trucks that there's a lot of uh, fire personnel and police personnel over there. And I can see things in the sky that look like, I don't know if it came out of the other side of the building. I really don't know um, where it landed, but it's a huge fire now in the, in the World Trade Center. Apparently, that is towards the top of the building. Yes. This would be uh, the uh, this would be the World Trade Center building that has the uh, television and radio antenna at the top. Correct. Correct. And uh, we can see via television pictures uh, large plumes of black smoke, as you mentioned, and uh, it seems to be concentrated at the top of the building. Correct. 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 Yes. I mean, I can't see anybody up there yet. It doesn't seem like personnel got over there at all on top yet. I don't see anybody on the top of any of the buildings. And the building behind it is completely obscured by smoke. Okay, and, and what is your vantage right now? I'm looking right at it. I'm on Northmore Street on my roof. I can see it perfectly. 
I can see the flame inside. I see where it hit. So the plane hit on my side. There is a gaping hole, and that, uh, that appears to be on the north side of the building? Yes, that's correct. It's huge. It, it, it looks like the, uh, the, the hole covers uh, a number of floors. Yes. It's difficult to tell just how many, but uh, uh, as you've mentioned, uh, there is that uh, thick black smoke now emanating from the building. And uh, apparently we're getting reports of uh, debris falling to the street below. Right. That's what I can see, but I can't really see what it is. I'm too far. But there's, there, when I first came upstairs and called you, I realized that there were things falling from the building. But I can't tell what size it is. It's just in the air. And as you can probably hear, there's tons of fire trucks rushing to the scene. Now, uh, this happened uh, about, about what time this morning, oh, John? I'm telling you, it happened maybe 10 minutes ago. I called immediately because I heard the plane overhead. I looked out of my window, and I said, that's so close. And then it exploded. And I came up to the roof, and I can see it perfectly well. So the, the plane was, uh, uh, did it appear to be having any trouble? Yeah, it was, it was on the side. It wasn't straight, going straight. It was on the side and very close to the building. It's like right overhead. And it was unusual to me, and then I heard the explosion. I came upstairs, and I see it went right into the building. I imagine the, the, the force of the explosion probably uh, uh, shook the building, and uh, I, this was heard for many blocks around. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I heard the plane being overhead, and there's a lot of people on the roofs nearby uh, that are looking also. They heard the same thing, because it was really close. I mean, I've never heard any a plane that close over here. And uh, it was it was about it almost hit one of the residential buildings, but now it definitely hit the World Trade Center. It was that close. And uh, it looks like a, a direct hit from where you're standing. Yes. Oh, de definitely. That's where it hit. It was no no doubt about it. It's a direct hit. It went right through. I don't know if it came out the other side or what happened, but there's a there's a fire in there. And as far as I can see right now, no one has approached the area yet uh, in terms of the in the World Trade Center. Lots of thick black smoke coming from the top of the World Trade Center. Uh, it looks like the plane struck about um, three-quarters of the way up, maybe a little higher. Yeah. I can't tell the floors from here, but it's, it's towards the top. But it was so close to the buildings, and the buildings around here are relatively low, except for you know, World Trade Center and a few others. And it was so close to the residential buildings, and it just crashed right into the World Trade Center. If you're just tuning in, breaking news here on 1010 Winds, a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. Uh, this happening just a matter of minutes ago. Uh, an aircraft, uh, we're not sure of the, the make of the aircraft, uh, apparently a direct hit into one of the Twin Towers. And there are uh, there's a large plume of black smoke now emanating from one of the towers, almost all the way towards the top of the tower. Right. 1010 Winds correspondent Joan Fleischer is with us. And that uh, that smoke appears to be going straight up, and uh, it appear, there appears to be more of it by the minute. Oh yeah, it's it's all it's it's completely covering the top of the second building, and this one is very dark. I can see the flames from where I am right now, inside of the building. We should point out that uh, the building affected is the one with the television and radio Correct. antenna at the top. Correct. Not the one with the observation deck. That I think is true, but I, I can tell you this. I believe this is the building with the. Uh, it's hard to tell from my vantage point, but it's the north building, and I think that's the one with the antenna on it. 
And there is, as we mentioned, this huge gaping hole now. Oh, unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this in my life. To actually see a plane, look outside, hear the plane close, and then see the explosion, and then look at the World Trade Center and see a huge hole. The plane wasn't flying straight. It was on its side. It was tipping. It was going south, tipped to the left. So it looked like it was, I don't know, I don't look like there was trouble before they crashed. You say the plane was headed south at the time? Yes. It looked like it was headed south towards, it was right over the buildings going south, down, going further downtown, but it was tipped to the left, so the right wing was up. So it looked like there might have been problems before they actually crashed. There is that huge gaping hole on the north side, the apparent location of the impact, and uh, but also the, uh, the smoke is now emanating from other sides of the building as well. Yes, I see that. That's why I don't. I can't tell you what's on the south side of the building, whether the plane actually went right through. I cannot tell you that. I can't see it. But there are still some debris falling from the building itself. Have they been able to secure the area as a bit, or they're still, it sounds like they're still arriving on the scene? Yeah, I think they're still arriving, and I can't see. I'm, I can only see the top where the plane hit. I can't see what's going on on the ground, other than there are uh, many uh, planes in above, above the building right now, helicopters circling. So I guess they'll have a better report than from, to see from all vantage points than I can. Of course, as this happened just a matter of minutes ago, it's uh, impossible to give you any word uh, about uh, casualties at this point. Yeah, I have no idea. I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine what the inside of that building looks like. Or this is Radio Connection Live's coverage of of uh, nine of uh, nine eleven through the resources of ten ten winds in. New York City, where Jamie, Darnell, Tim, and Preston, again, uh, we are bringing you uh, coverage as it happened from uh, 2001 here uh, on Radio Connection Live today. Oops. And don't forget, we want to hear your thoughts on your, your thoughts on how radio covered the 9-11 attacks, so let us know on our Facebook page or our Twitter or by sending us an email to rclthepodcast at gmail.com. All right, we're back, folks. And now that our uh, little uh, cutaway is done, we can return to coverage of the September 11th attacks. Again, as as uh, as uh, brought to us by Ten Ten Winds, Winds, I should say, W I N S, in New York City. So, when last we left, we, uh, Joan Fleischer, correspondent, aka sales representative, was on top of her roof, describing in really good detail what happened, and that is, and that's where, that's where our coverage continues. No idea. I can't imagine. Um... I can't imagine what the inside of that building looks like or, you know, hopefully there weren't people in there, but I really can't tell you that right now. All I can see is a, a fire inside the building now and thick, thick smoke coming out of the, the hole and on top of the building and what seems like behind the building. And we're getting reports that that smoke can be seen for literally for miles around at this point. It was, it was, a, it, the explosion itself was unbelievable. The, hear, sound, the sound of the plane so close and then the hit was uh, uh, unbelievable. 
You were getting ready to start your day at the time this happened, right? Yes. I was starting my day. My day had started, and then I heard this plane and looked out of my window and then saw that it was on its side and then heard the crash. And it's, it's, uh, yes, debris is still coming out of the building. Seems like quite a bit right now. And, and what did it sound like when the plane hit the building? It was an explosion. Like you, I, I can't explain it. I can't, you know, relate it to anything else I've ever heard in my life other than it was a direct hit. It's like, you know, when you're a witness to a car accident, you know the hit, the sound of the hit, because you've heard it before. This was like nothing else. Um, it's, and just a huge burst of flame. And now we have planes circling overhead, but I don't know. Helicopters overhead, but I don't know. Air trucks and police trucks are still arriving. I can hear them. You're listening to live continuous coverage of a plane crash into the World Trade Center this morning. This is 1010 Winds WINS New York. I'm James Faraday. Now for more on the story, 1010 Winds newsman Lee Harris. Good morning, and it is not a good morning in New York City. A major disaster, a plane crash into the World Trade Center. We're on the line with 1010 Winds account executive Joan Fleischer, a witness to this terrible unfolding scene. Joan, could you maybe just recap for those just joining us? Uh, what happened and what you're seeing? Well, shortly, I, I think it must have been 15, 20 minutes ago, I heard a plane overhead that seems awfully close. And, you know, usually you don't hear them over here, and it was very close. And I looked out of the window and saw a plane, what seemed to be heading for buildings, because it seemed to be too low. It was, it was, it was hardly uh, higher than some of the, the residential buildings around here. I was looking, the plane was dipped to the left and the right side of the plane, heading south, was hiding, was heading to the top. And then the next I know, I saw um, the plane crash. I came up to the roof to see where the hole in the World Trade Center is. And it is an enormous hole. Joe, any sense at all as to the size of the plane? We've been getting conflicting reports that it was a small plane, even that it might have been a passenger airliner, a 737. See, I think it was smaller. As I said before, I'm not that familiar, and it was, you know, it's still over my head. It wasn't, it didn't seem like it was a tiny plane. You know, it didn't seem like it might have been a four-passenger or anything like that. It seemed larger than that. But, again, I can't be sure. It, do, it did not seem like a jet. All right, John, I want you to stick with us for just a moment. We're going to get a report of traffic and transit in the, on the ones. Obviously, there are traffic problems resulting from this major disaster. Pete Torriello? That's right, Lee. Anything uh, going into the World Trade Center, is it going to be closing down for only the passes of emergency apparatus? And, of course, anything coming into lower Manhattan is also probably going to be off limits to you or should be at this point because we need as much room as possible to get all of the emergency equipment to the World Trade Center. Keep your radio locked into 1010 Winds. We'll have more on this horrible story coming up. Up. Right now, we are looking at about 45 minutes on the city-bound Lincoln Tunnel, 30 minutes on the Holland, 30 minutes on the George Washington Bridge. Cross Bronx is also very heavy from the Bronx River Parkway all the way into the Jersey-bound upper level of the GWB as that phase of construction work continues. I'm Pete Torriello, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. Winds News Time 9.02. We've been talking with Joan Fleischer, an account executive at 1010 Winds. Right now, we're going to switch over to Kai Kendall. He saw the whole thing transpire from his vantage point on 14. Street, and again, we're talking about a plane crash into the World Trade Center. Kai, what did you see, and what can you see now? Uh, well, I saw the, the plane come overhead. I happened to be looking south towards World Trade Center. There is now another explosion occurring right at this moment in the other building, which means debris has come from it the It appears airplane. another plane yep. just flew into no, the other It looks like debris 
from the plane which may have hit the other building. There is an explosion at any rate in the other uh, building about uh, 50 feet down uh, as I'm looking south to the left. Um, the plane was a larger plane. It didn't look as large as a passenger plane, but it did look like a four-engine uh, jet aircraft. Uh, to my eyes, uh, it could have avoided the building. It looked almost as if the pilot was trimming the rudder in order to hit the building. But that's are, are you certain that you did not just now see a second plane hit the other building? I, I, from my vantage point, I didn't see a plane hit the building, but I did see an explosion occur, and there's a lot of flame as opposed to the other, uh, uh, the other time. My God, I can't believe it. When the first plane hit, I did not hear an explosion, even though I was looking at it. It went clear into the building. Uh, the explosion and the fire started after impact. Uh, this is something that looks more like an explosion immediately at the corner of the building. Uh, I guess it would be the uh, east tower of the World Trade Center. All right, Kai, we're going to switch over to 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum. Steve, what's the latest from your vantage point? Well, I am in my uh, apartment in Lower Brooklyn, and uh, I, can have a, I have a clear view of the World Trade Center. And what I am looking at is a horrific sight. Both buildings of the World Trade Center are definitely on fire. There is uh, black smoke coming from both of the towers. Uh, it's a horrific scene here. There's... Um, debris flying through the air over the East River here into Brooklyn. Uh, what appears to be paper, this is obviously a, a horrible disaster. Um, it had to have been at least one plane, possibly two. Uh, the, um, the, the fires in the two buildings are at separate levels. One of the towers, uh, it appears the smoke is coming from about halfway up. And in the other tower, the smoke is coming from about two-thirds of the way up in the building. It is drifting over Brooklyn, heading south. I uh, did not see the plane crash, but at about five uh, minutes ago, not even, I did hear a large explosion, and the ground here in Brooklyn shook. My windows rattled, so there was definitely at least another explosion. I can't confirm whether or not it was a second plane, but a, a horrific disaster. I am staring at this in, in total disbelief right now. I can't believe what I am seeing here right now. And what you are seeing is both towers of the World Trade Center on fire, one apparently due to a plane crash, the second also possibly due to a plane crash, but that is unclear at this point. Absolutely, Lee. And again, what I can also see, paper floating through the air a couple of hundred feet above uh, Brooklyn right now in uh, uh, downtown Brooklyn, and it appears to be drifting over from the World Trade Center from these explosions. Not clear uh, what the debris is, whether it came from the plane or whether it's coming from inside the offices at the World Trade Center. But a, a terrible, frightening sight here. All right, Steve, you're in Brooklyn. We're going to switch back to Lower Manhattan and 1010 Wentz Account Executive Joan Fleischer. Joan, were you able to see what happened to the second building? Yes, all of a sudden there was just a big explosion that sort of mushroomed into the air now um, on several several floors below the initial impact of the first plane the plane is a fire in the second building now not the same floor um, and i don't see where another plane could have hit from here I well on tv they just showed videotape of what appeared to be a second plane <sighs> flying into the second tower wow. that appeared to be a passenger jet or at least something the size of a passenger jet Wow, the first one I saw, and the only one I saw, was the one that went into the building that I'm looking at right, that I can see with the antenna on it. That's where there's a hole. 
The second building. They just, they just played the tape again. It is horrific. Uh, Unbelievable. Second plane the size of a passenger jet flying into the second tower of the of the World Trade Center. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. You can't. I've never, I've never seen anything like it. The smoke is so thick. There's still debris falling. Uh, I can't see from my vantage point where a second plane could have hit, but it might have hit on another in another direction. It doesn't well, seem to hold. I'm afraid we'll be seeing it for quite some time to come. We have no idea, of course, of the casualties at this point, oh. but there's obviously enormous loss of life. The fire keeps growing, the smoke keeps blowing, right. and this is a a horrible tragedy unfolding in New York City on this what was a bright sunny morning. Uh, Joan, obviously the situation has been growing worse as, as you've been watching it. Uh, how much worse does it appear to be than uh, initially? Well, initially it was that one building that looked like it was on fire. Now there's a, 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 a big fire on the second building. The other one seems to be, the fire seems to be in, inside the building. This one is on the outside. I can see it very clearly from here. And the smoke is billowing out of both buildings now. And it's heading towards Brooklyn. It's It's... Unbelievable. Black smoke. Recapping, in case you're just joining us and wondering what is going on, it is beyond belief. Both towers of the World Trade Center burning. Both have apparently been hit by aircraft. Uh, we're still unclear on the case of the second tower, the first definitely. Television has been showing a videotape of a second plane, apparently the side engine passenger jet crashing into the second tower. Wow. And uh, obviously, uh, we have uh, enormous loss of life. We can't uh, just by looking at it. If people uh, who were on those floors that were hit, it, uh, it will be miraculous. All of our reporters are en route to the Sicily. Uh, it will do you no good to go anywhere near the vicinity of the World Trade Center. Please allow the uh, emergency crews, and many will be needed to, to get in there. And uh, unfortunately, this is making the bombing of the World Trade Center look like oh. a relatively minor Absolutely. incident. Now, the smoke is blowing toward Brooklyn. Is, is that your, uh, your view, Joan? Yes, it definitely is. It's so thick, thicker by the minute, and the tops of the buildings are hard to see right now. Thick black smoke coming from both buildings. And the top of the building, the one that has the uh, television and radio antenna yes. that's being almost completely obscured by, by smoke at this point. The uh, fire and the point of impact on the second building is a, is a bit lower down. Right. Uh, on the first building, almost uh, at the top, uh, the second about two-thirds of the way up. And uh, there is a gaping hole on the side of the of the one building we can we can see, and uh, no doubt there is one to match on the other building as well. Wow, it's, I haven't seen the other one, like I said, but this one is uh, unbelievable. And there are people at higher vantage points that can see more. I see them on the top, and they're the looking. CNN has just has just rerun uh, from a different angle the videotape of the second plane hitting the second building, causing a massive explosion. Uh, apparently, the plane coming in uh, from over the Hudson River from the west and uh, slamming into that building. It's just beyond belief. Unbelievable. It's uh, when's news time? 9/11. Uh, the World Trade Center. Both buildings have uh, been hit by planes. We're going to get a check of traffic and transit on the ones. There's Pete Torrello.
bad. Needless to say, going into lower Manhattan is just forget about it. We have, uh, as you heard on 10 winds, two separate plane crashes hitting each tower of the World Trade Center. We need uh, to clear as many roads as possible to get the emergency apparatus in and out of the area. Meanwhile, we are looking at delays now on the city-bound Lincoln Tunnel. We're running about 45 minutes. We're going to be running extensive delays, no doubt, on the inbound Holland Tunnel because, as you know, of course, that's going to bring you right into lower Manhattan. George Washington Bridge is running about a 30-minute delay. And, of course, uh, this very clearly visible from any of the bridges, uh, especially up along the uh, lower end of the East River. That's going to cause delays there, too. But, again, I cannot say this strongly enough. You do not want to be coming into lower Manhattan today. We have, uh, at the moment, uh, we're trying to get some information to see if any mass transit operations have been disrupted. And we'll have more coming up shortly on 1010 Winds. Winds News Time 912, a major disaster in New York City this morning. Breaking news now on 1010 Winds. Both towers of the World Trade Center have been hit by aircraft. Both are in flames. Both uh, suffered explosions. We were trying to get our reporters to the scene. Of course, uh, there is no doubt uh, confusion and chaos on the ground and major rescue efforts underway. On the 1010 Winds Newsmaker line with us this morning, Joan Fleischer, an account executive at 1010 Winds, who was and is a witness to the scene that has been unfolding here this morning. Uh, Joan, beyond the building, do you have any, uh, any view of any activity? I can't see anything beyond the buildings, but the smoke, I can smell it here now. It's completely um, covered the area. We have people up here taking pictures because it's like nothing you've ever seen before. I can't see anything on the south side of the buildings. I can only see what looks north. No, nothing we've ever seen before and uh, nothing we ever wanted to see and nothing hopefully Absolutely. we will ever see again. Again, we've we've had no information yet on casualties. All of this has unfolded really in the last uh, 20 minutes or so. But looking at the building, it is fairly obvious that uh, barring some miracle, there has been massive loss of life in uh, New York City this morning. And again, comparing it to the World Trader Trade Center bombing, uh, it is obvious that uh, that was a relatively minor incident. We're going to switch over to 1010 Wins reporter Larry Kopsky, who left his post at uh, the New York Stock Exchange to head over to the scene of the disaster. Larry, what's the situation? Well, it didn't take more than a minute to uh, smell the, uh, the scent uh, of burning materials as I walked out of the New York Stock Exchange, which is maybe four or five blocks from the World Trade Center. And uh, as I walked out, there was uh, clearly smoke pouring out of the building. I'm already several blocks away. I'm down on Water Street. And uh, as I was approaching the World Trade Center, there was a second explosion of some sort. And uh, I actually got pushed over and was trampled twice as uh, more debris came pouring from the building. And as I saw it, it looked like about the upper corner of the building. Uh, there was clearly damage and uh, glass blown out, and there's debri uh, debris flying through the sky. I walked about five blocks, and I'm covered with uh, shreds of paper and uh, things that have, have gone flying from the building. So uh, there's a, a great deal of panic, a ton of gridlock down here. Uh, there's uh, there, there are cars all over, and, and nobody's really moving anywhere. So uh, if, if it, don't don't even think don't even think about coming down here because it's uh, it's a mess. Well, we know that the second explosion, as we've seen on television, with a, a, a Terrific videotape played over and over again. The uh, second tower was hit by a plane the size of a passenger airliner. We don't know if that was an occupied uh, plane occupied with passengers or some kind of pilot on a kamikaze mission. But in any event, that was the cause of that second explosion.
Uh, down on the ground, Larry, you mentioned that uh, obviously there are people jammed in the vicinity, but uh, what's the what's the sense of what's going on? Well, I saw a lot of people crying. Uh, the further I got away from it, clearer the car people were. They did evacuate the New York Stock Exchange. I can't even get back to my post at this point. Uh, and uh, basically, just looking uh, outside the uh, the store, I finally managed to borrow a phone because uh, my cell phone was certainly not working. Uh, there are people. They seem to be walking calmly down the sidewalks, although I really don't know where they're where they're headed at this point. But uh, as I said, when uh, when that second explosion uh, hit the World Trade Center, uh, it was pandemonium. There were uh, people uh, just just running as fast as they could. Those who couldn't run as fast, who ran faster than I could, were uh, pushing me over. I was down on the ground twice, uh, and I did see a couple people get hurt. Although uh, I didn't see anybody uh, seriously injured, as people uh, ran as fast and as far as they could from the building. Well, it's a classic example of a situation that you thought couldn't possibly get any worse, uh, getting substantially worse. And in just a matter of moments, the initial report uh, around 10 to 9 this morning of a plane crashing into uh, the first of the World uh, Trade Center towers. And then as we were reporting on that, that horrific disaster, the gaping hole in flames, a second plane the size of a jetliner slumps into the second World Trade Center tower. Uh, on the line with us, 1010 wins Wall Street reporter Larry Kofsky, who has left his post at the Stock Exchange, which has been evacuated anyway, and uh, is on the ground. Uh, Larry, what's your sense in terms of uh, emergency vehicles, and uh, are they able to get to the scene, or is there gridlock? What's going on? Well, there's, there's a lot of gridlock down here now. As I said, I'm a good 10 or 12 blocks away now down on Water Street, and there are sirens outside the, uh, the telephone store that I'm uh, in just borrowing a telephone. Um, but uh, there was clearly gridlock, and it was even worse as close as you, uh, as you got. Actually, as I walked out of the New York Stock Exchange and onto Broadway, this was uh, prior to that second explosion, it was fairly calm. Uh, the street was empty, and uh, it looked like it was available for emergency vehicles. But uh, now, certainly, uh, lower Manhattan uh, looks to be a mess. All right. Breaking news now on 1010 Winds. Well, we now have some insight as to what's going on the air here. The FBI reports that it is investigating reports of a plane hijacking before the World Trade Center uh, crashes and explosions. Again, the FBI reporting a possible plane hijacking before the World Trade Center crashes. And again, there are two of those crashes. One caught on videotape, the second one of a uh, apparently a jetliner crashing into the second World Trade Center tower. And uh, it's unclear clear, of course, as to uh, the nature of the first plane that hit the first tower, but a major disaster is unfolding in New York City this morning. Apparent twin aircraft attacks on the Twin Towers. 1010 Winds reporter Larry Kofsky left his post at Wall Street to uh, go to the scene. Larry, are you still there? Okay, looks like we've lost Larry uh, for now. And how about uh, Joan Fleischer, 1010 Wins Account Executive Joan Fleischer. She was the uh, first to call into our live line uh, with her report. Joan, uh, any further uh, information from your vantage point? Nothing that we can see other than that there are just two huge holes. Well, I can't see the second hole. There's this the huge hole on the face in the north and smoke and fire coming from the second building as well as the first. It's unbelievable. You have uh, friends and neighbors who are up on your rooftop uh, with you. What is uh, what is their reaction? What is their sense of what's going on this morning? Well, one of the people that's on my building thought that she, she had seen um, a helicopter close by, and she thought perhaps the helicopter was the second hit. So she said that that was something that she thought had happened, although I didn't see anything like that. She 
thought that perhaps it was the the, the close proximity to the second building that created the second explosion. Okay, a lot of conflicting information here this morning. Again, the FBI is investigating reports that a plane was hijacked before the World Trade Center crashes. We also have reports that LaGuardia and JFK are uh, suspending operations and uh, no doubt with good cause at this time. If you're just tuning in, uh, you may not believe me when I tell you this, but uh, unfortunately it is true. Planes have crashed into both towers of the World Trade Center this morning, causing massive explosions in both towers. The FBI is uh, looking at reports that there was a plane hijacking before the crashes. And uh, while we don't have any reports of casualties at this time, looking at the scene, the uh, gaping holes in both towers, the smoke and the flames, it is reasonable to assume that there has been massive loss of life in New York City this morning. Again, this makes the uh, World Trade Center bombing of about nine years ago look like a relatively minor incident. Uh, we will stay with this story and nothing but this story as the information develops. We have sent all of our reporters uh, to the scene. We have mustered them all, and uh, we should be hearing from them momentarily. On the live line with us now, 1010 wins re uh, account executive turned reporter for this morning's unfortunate event, uh, Joan Fleischer. Any, nobody at your location saw the second plane hit. I guess it's a, no. a vantage point issue. No, couldn't see it from this side. I didn't see it, and I was here when the second hit. The fire is spreading now. We can see it completely. Oh, my God. It's inside the, the first building, the, the one with the radio antenna on it, TV antenna. That fire spread, it looks like, to other floors. And at least three, one of my neighbors is saying. And the second also growing in... in uh, Okay, Joan, we're going to switch over to uh, former 1010 Winds reporter Randy Place. He is uh, down on Broadway. Randy, um, what is uh, your vantage point and what can you see from there? Morning, Lee. I'm at 52 Broadway on the 17th floor. As I look out, I see smoke pouring out of the uh, World Trade Center building that was hit. I still don't know the story because I've been on the phone uh, trying to report to you. Flames have been pouring out of the window on this one floor, and black smoke is reaching up into the sky. We, about 10 minutes before the explosion, we heard one explosion. I understand there was two. I was looking out of my office, and papers were falling out of the sky. My colleague and I thought it was some kind of a uh, parade where they were throwing papers out of the window. But as I looked up, they were coming way up in the sky. We just saw papers. They looked like leaflets. We thought they, they might be for the mayoral race uh, flyers. Then we heard the explosion, and I looked down, and everybody on Broadway and on Wall Street was running for their lives. They were running as fast as they could, and the running kept up for about 10 minutes. Uh, there's no more running now. People are walking uh, strolling around, but up there uh, in the building itself, flames still shooting out of the window, not as much as they were a few minutes ago, but that black smoke reaching up to the sky. Well, Randy, to bring you and everybody else up to speed, uh, both towers have been hit. Both towers have been hit by aircraft. We're not entirely certain of the size of the aircraft involved in the uh, first attack. The second one appears to be a twin-engine passenger jet. The FBI is investigating reports of a plane hijacking right before this disaster unfolded. So that would make a uh, certain sort of sense. And again, uh, no reports yet of casualties, but obviously the destruction here is massive. The gaping hole in the sides of uh, both of these buildings obviously uh, 
we'll, we'll verify that. Rescue crews are uh, making their way to the scene. And all of this unfolding in one of the busiest places in the world, downtown Manhattan, on a, on a weekday morning. Uh, former 1010 Winds reporter Randy Place is uh, watching this unfold from uh, Broadway. Uh, the people working with you in that in that building, what is their sense of what's going on this morning? Well, every Lee, everybody was shocked, uh, holding hands, looking out the window, wondering if our colleagues were all right who walk around there. We still don't know. Uh, they're out. I'm scheduled um, in the building where I work. I, I'm doing a seminar in about 10 minutes, so I'm going upstairs to do that. And uh, But it's complete shock, and... Uh, we were just amazed at all this paper falling out of the sky. Have you heard anything about that? Well, yes. Uh, both uh, of the reporters we had on the air, uh, in addition to you, uh, mentioned that uh, papers had been falling out of the sky. Of course, uh, World Trade Center, and it's an office building, and uh, it would make sense that uh, paper would fall from the sky. Again, both towers uh, hit by aircraft this morning. An unbelievable scene, uh, but unfortunately, it is the case. The FBI is investigating reports of uh, plane hijacking uh, before these World Trade Center crashes. To find out what we know so far, which information we've been able to compile. Let's go to uh, Judy DeAngelis in the 1010 Winds Newsroom. Judy? Well, thank you, Lee. Pretty much you have summed up what we do know, and frankly, it's not a whole lot. Uh, what we have said recently uh, that we heard from you, the FBI apparently, according to Associated Press, is investigating reports that two plane crashes at the World Trade Center are the result of possible foul play. Now, anybody who was uh, watching the video actually saw a plane crash into uh, the World Trade Center. The first explosion we did not see. That was on fire with smoke billowing, flames coming from inside the building. An absolutely huge gaping hole, debris falling down onto the street. As we're watching that horrific scene, another horrific scenario unfolds as we watch a plane actually crash into the second of the two World Trade Towers. Now, the first World Trade Tower that was hit is the one, as you heard James Faraday telling you before, that has the TV and radio antenna on top. The second plane crashing into the building that houses the observation deck on top. At this point, no one has been able to get close enough to find out any immediate word on injuries or fatalities. But from the looks of things, it would be almost miraculous if there wasn't. I mean, it, you just have to accept the fact that this is probably going to be something where there are, are going to be fatalities and certainly injuries in, in the least case scenario. All right, Judy, uh, we now have word that all three local airports have been ordered to shut down. The airspace over New York City is a frozen zone. They don't uh, want anything flying into or out of here right now for very obvious reasons. Uh, Former 1010 Winds reporter Randy Place is down on Broadway. He's been uh, keeping us posted on what he can see from that location. Uh, Randy, any change in the situation? Anything new you've noticed? No, nothing new. The uh, flames seem to... Uh, no, they're still pouring out of the uh, building. Uh, the smoke is blacker. One of my colleagues came in and said that the first thing he heard about uh, when his subway stopped at City Hall and the, the, there was an announcement that there was a problem, people had to get out right there. Uh, they let them go on to Rector Street, but outside of that, there's no new information. I'm just watching uh, the smoke pour out of here. The papers are still falling from the sky. Interestingly, these papers started before anything hit uh, the building. 
and uh, they, they were way, way up there. We thought they were leaflets. The activity of down below on Broadway and on Wall Street is back to normal. Uh, one of my colleagues here was just outside. Did you Have you picked up any information? Uh, this is Lee Harris, w, uh, W-I-N-S. Can I put my colleague Donald Kyle on? Sure, put Donald right. on. Hello, Lee. Uh, I just left the building and went out in the street. I walked over to Wall Street and Broadway, and I didn't see this myself, but I was told by several people uh, that two planes flew into the two towers, a smaller plane into the north tower, and then a, something the size of a, which was described to me the size of a 747, flew into the south side of the south tower. And the superstructure is just hanging off. There's a gaping hole. It's, I'd say, in the 80s in terms of height, on the eight, somewhere in the 80th floor, 70th floor. And smoke is billowing up to the top floors, and there are flames coming out of the building. Um, everybody on Wall Street is out on the streets. Uh, everybody's scared. Everybody's mainly the reaction I got was, Anger wasn't anything rather than fear uh, upon the people in the streets, uh, feeling that this was perhaps a terrorist attack. It uh, does certainly seem like this was not unintentional. The FBI, of course, is investigating reports that uh, there was a hijacking right before the crash. All three local airports have been ordered shut down, and uh, New York airspace is officially frozen as uh, people try to figure out what's going on here. Uh, If uh, one of the uh, towers, of course, that was hit is home to a television and radio antenna. Uh, It's reported that Channel 7 is off the air, although the majority of the other New York television stations uh, do appear to be on the air. We're now expecting some comments from President Bush on this uh, obvious disaster. We're expecting word from him shortly. And again, if you've just joined us, uh, it's hard to believe, but it is my sad duty to report that it is true that two planes have slammed into both towers of the World Trade Center. At the uh, upper story level, there is massive destruction, fire, gaping holes in both towers, and we can assume massive loss of life, although we have no confirmation of that at this time. Just to bring you again up to speed, planes crashed into the upper floors of both World Trade Center towers minutes apart this morning in a horrific scene of explosions and fires that left gaping halls. We have no immediate word on injuries or fatalities, which uh, the first crash occurred shortly before 9 a.m., the others right after 9 a.m. Officials say the FBI is investigating reports of a plane hijacking. The towers, of course, were struck by bombers back in 1993, but unfortunately, that looks like a minor affair compared to what has happened here this morning. President Bush is expected uh, to comment sometime in the uh, next few minutes on what's happened here this morning, but at this point we have relatively little official word on uh, what has happened. We only know what we have been seeing and what uh, millions of others have been seeing, including a great many eyewitnesses to the scene, including uh, Donald, and I'm sorry I forgot your last name in the uh, course of events here. Uh, you were down on, on Broadway and you had been out on the street at uh, one point not too long ago, correct? Are you talking to me? Yes, yes, oh, I'm I was. Sorry. <laughs> well, would you re- You're listening to Radio Connection to- Live, continuing coverage uh, from uh, 2001 as the events of uh, 9-11 uh, have taken place. Uh, I'm your host, Jamie T. So glad to be with you uh, this afternoon here at RCL. Um, and, right, and, and right now it's just... 
uh, myself, uh, Tim, and Preston. We've lost uh, Darnell, but Darnell will rejoin us uh, in just uh, hopefully in just a few minutes. For the, for those who don't know what we're doing, that we're doing our air tri our tribute to 9/11 this afternoon uh, on the program today, and a little reminder that uh, whoops, okay, next week will be for uh, 100th. Uh, episode special so make sure that you're here with us uh for that and do stay with us this is radio connection live with jamie tim and uh preston and um for those of you again who are sticking with us we do thank you for that now i want to go back to our uh coverage that we are still in the in the throes of this afternoon again this is from 2001 from the folk from the good folks at uh, 10 10 wins in uh new york city i want to uh rejoin them now and that's what we're going to be doing here in just about maybe 20 seconds as soon as i can get into the right window here and uh we are going to uh pick up right where we have left off right here on Radio Connection Live as RSCL remembers 9-11. Going on this morning. Well, every Lee, everybody was shocked, uh, holding hands, looking out the window, wondering if our colleagues were all right who walk around there. We still don't know. Uh, they're out. I'm scheduled um, in the building where I work. I, I'm doing a seminar in about 10 minutes. We had a national tragedy. Two airplanes. Uh, we were just amazed at all this paper falling out of the sky. Have you heard anything about that? Well, yes. Uh, both uh, of the reporters we had on the air, uh, in addition to you, uh, mentioned that uh, papers have been falling out of the sky. Of course, uh, World Trade Center, that's an office building, and uh, it would make sense that uh, paper would fall from the sky. Again, both towers uh, hit by aircraft this morning. An unbelievable scene, uh, but unfortunately, it is the case. The FBI is investigating reports of uh, plane hijacking uh, before these World Trade Center crashes. To find out what we know so far, which information we've been able to compile. Let's go to uh, Judy DeAngelis in the 1010 Winds Newsroom. Judy. Well, thank you, Lee. Pretty much you have summed up what we do know, and frankly, it's not a whole lot. Uh, what we have said recently uh, that we heard from you, the FBI apparently, according to Associated Press, is investigating reports that two plane crashes at the World Trade Center are the result of possible foul play. Now, anybody who was uh, watching the video actually saw a plane crash into uh, the World Trade Center. The first explosion we did not see. That was on fire with smoke billowing, flames coming from inside the building. An absolutely huge gaping hole, debris falling down onto the street. As we're watching that horrific scene, another horrific scenario unfolds as we watch a plane actually crash into the second of the two World Trade Towers. Now, the first World Trade Tower that was hit is the one, as you heard James Faraday telling you before, that has the TV and radio antenna on top. The second plane crashing into the building that houses the observation deck on top. 
At this point, no one has been able to get close enough to find out any immediate word on injuries or fatalities. But from the looks of things, it would be almost miraculous if there wasn't. I mean, it, you just have to accept the fact that this is probably going to be something where there are, are going to be fatalities and certainly injuries in, in the least case scenario. All right, Judy, uh, we now have word that all three local airports have been ordered shut down. The airspace over New York City is a frozen zone. They don't uh, want anything flying into or out of here right now for very obvious reasons. Uh, Former 1010 Winds reporter Randy Place is down on Broadway. He's been uh, keeping us posted on what he can see from that location. Uh, Randy, any change in the situation? Anything new you've noticed? No, nothing new. The uh, flames seem to... Uh, no, they're still pouring out of the uh, building. Uh, the smoke is blacker. One of my colleagues came in and said that the first thing he heard about uh, when his subway stopped at City Hall and the, the, there was an announcement that there was a problem, people had to get out right there. Uh, they let them go on to Rector Street, but outside of that, there's no new information. I'm just watching uh, the smoke pour out of here. The papers are still falling from the sky. Interestingly, these papers started before anything hit uh, the building. And uh, they, they were way, way up there. We thought they were leaflets. The activity uh, down below on Broadway and on Wall Street is back to normal. Uh, one of my colleagues here was just outside. Did you Have you picked up any information? Uh, this is Lee Harris, W-I-N-S. Uh, w Can I put my colleague Donald Kyle on? Sure, put Donald right. on. Hello, Lee. Uh, I just left the building and went out in the street. I walked over to Wall Street and Broadway. And I didn't see this myself, but I was told by several people uh, that two planes flew into the two towers, a smaller plane into the North Tower, and then a, something the size of a, which was described to me, the size of a 747, flew into the south side of the south tower. And the superstructure is just hanging off as a gaping hole. It's, I'd say, in the 80s in terms of height, on the eight, somewhere in the 80th floor, 70th floor. And smoke is billowing up to the top floors, and there are flames coming out of the building. Um, everybody on Wall Street is out on the streets. Uh, everybody's scared. Everybody's Mainly the reaction I got was, anger more than anything rather than fear uh, upon the people in the streets uh, feeling that this was perhaps a terrorist attack. It uh, does certainly seem like this was not unintentional. The FBI, of course, is investigating yeah. reports that uh, there was a hijacking right before the crash. All three local That's airports have been ordered shut down and uh, New York airspace is officially frozen as uh, people try to figure out what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, if uh, one of the uh, towers, of course, that was hit is home to a uh, television and radio antenna. Uh, it's reported that Channel 7 is off the air, although the majority of the other New York television stations uh, do appear to be on the air. We're now expecting some comments from President Bush on this uh, obvious disaster. We're expecting word from him shortly. And again, if you've just joined us, uh, it's hard to believe, but I, it is my sad duty to report that it is true that two planes have slammed into both towers of the World Trade Center. At the uh, upper story level, there is massive destruction, fire, gaping holes in both towers, and we can assume massive loss of life, although we have no confirmation of that at this time. 
just to bring you again up to speed, planes crashed into the upper floors of both World Trade Center towers minutes apart this morning in a horrific scene of explosions and fires that left gaping halls. We have no immediate word on injuries or fatalities, which uh, the first crash occurred shortly before 9 a.m., the others right after 9 a.m. Officials say the FBI is investigating reports of a plane hijacking. The towers, of course, were struck by bombers back in 1993, but unfortunately, that looks like a minor affair compared to what has happened here this morning. President Bush is expected uh, to comment sometime in the uh, next few minutes on what's happened here this morning. But at this point, we have relatively little official word on uh, what has happened. We only know what we have been seeing and what uh, millions of others have been seeing, including a great many eyewitnesses to the scene, including uh, Donald. And I'm sorry, I forgot your last name in the uh, course of events here. Uh, you were down on, on Broadway and you had been out on the street at uh, one point not too long ago, correct? Are you talking to me? Yes, yes, oh, I'm I was. sorry. <laughs> well, would you repeat that? I was talking to my colleague. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go to 1010 Winds reporter Ben Meverack. He is in uh, Queens. He has, uh, oh, wait a minute. President Bush is speaking at this time, and uh, he takes priority. Washington Bridge is open. All others are closed. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. I have spoken to the Vice President, to the Governor of New York, to the Director of the FBI, and have ordered that the full resources of the federal government go to help the victims and their families and, the, and to conduct a full-scale investigation to hunt down and to find those folks who committed this act. Terrorism against our nation will not stand. And now if you join me in a moment of silence. May God bless the victims, their families, and America. Thank you very much. President President Live on 1010 Winds, commenting on the horrific tragedy that has unfolded in New York City this morning. Uh, he went and uh, concluded that this is an act of terrorism, and certainly at first glance it could appear to be nothing else. There's no way that two planes are going to accidentally fly into the World Trade Center moments apart. Now, all three local airports have been ordered shut down. The airspace over New York City has been frozen. In addition, and this will affect more people, the Port Authority has closed closed all Port Authority bridges and tunnels, and that means the George Washington Bridge, the Lincoln, and the Holland Tunnels. Keep it locked into 1010 Winds, obviously. There's uh, no place else to go right now but to stay with us. 1010 Winds News Director Ben Meverack in Queens this morning, and of course, uh, even from uh, as far away as that, you can get a pretty good sense of what's going on. Ben? Okay, unfortunately, I can't add too much to uh, the factual uh, substance of uh, what you've been reporting from where I am. I can tell you, as I left my house from uh, Long Island this morning, taking the Southern State Parkway, uh, you could see there were no clouds in the sky other than this huge plume of black smoke. 
Uh, I just want to give you a sense as to how the World Trade Center explosion or, uh, or terrorist act is impacting on some of the outer boroughs and all around the city. As I was dropping in, there were uh, literally dozens of police cars, undercover cars, emergency vehicles, uh, all racing in toward the city. People were pulling over on the Southern State Parkway as well as on the Cross Island, uh, taking a look. And the only way I can describe it to you from my distance, which is sort of a wide view of the scene, is as you watch those disaster videos uh, that are often shown on television with the tornadoes, as the cameras follow tornadoes, it looks like one huge tornado lying on its side, the black smoke, taking up much of the skyline uh, on a lower level, but it looks like a giant twister lying on its side. People on the sidewalks at gas stations all staring in the direction of the city, some of them with their mouths open, their hands over their... They're beginning to just get a sense as to what's happening as word begins to spread. And as you've been reporting, we can't even begin to understand uh, the significance uh, or the significant impact uh, this is going to have as word continues to come in. Lee? Okay, Ben, a reminder the Port Authority has closed all of its bridges and tunnels, so if you were planning on coming over to the city from New Jersey for some reason at this time, you might as well turn around and go back where you came from. Let's go to 1010 Winds anchor Judy D'Angelo. She's in the 1010 Winds newsroom uh, with a compilation of some of the latest information on the, what we know about this. Judy? Well, thank you, Lee. Right now, uh, President Bush issuing a statement about it, and we're expecting a comment from Mayor Giuliani at any moment. As you just mentioned, uh, all the uh, Port Authority bridges and tunnels, that includes the George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, Holland, they are closed. You're not going to get in, you're not going to get out, so just stay where you are. Airspace locked down as well for the entire metropolitan region, and that includes all of the airports closed down for the time being, LaGuardia, Kennedy, and Newark. Again, just don't even try and get there. We don't know yet about uh, Wall Street. What We're not seeing any numbers uh, up on the screen, and usually that's where we see them we're going to assume that Wall Street has not even gotten underway, no opening bell. Uh, and what we are getting right now is that it's possible that the, this was an American Airlines 767 from Boston. We're getting some information. It is uh, not confirmed at this point. We don't know whether that's the first plane or the second plane, but we're certainly checking it all out, and we'll get back to you just as soon as we do have that information, Lee. All right, and let's hear what President Bush had to say about this uh, a few minutes ago live on 1010 Winds. Uh, today we've had a national tragedy. Uh, two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. And that is indeed what it would appear to be with the two planes hitting just moments apart and uh, and definitely the look of a deliberate act about it. 1010 Winds reporter Juliet Papa is down on 14th Street. And Juliet, what's the situation there? Well, Lee, I have been driving down 9th Avenue to head to the scene, but on my way I got the first glimpse of the smoke that's emanating from the towers. And uh, as I'm here on 14th Street, right around Bleecker, I have a bird's eye view of this gaping hole, which is uh, several stories high at the top end of the Trade Center, and smoke is just billowing out. People around here are just standing. They're on their cell phones. They have cameras with them because it is a clear view. It's a clear, clear day. The smoke is gray. It continues to billow out, and you see this gaping hole near the top end of the World Trade Center. It looks Looks like it's about, you know, 20 stories down from the top, but it is about several stories high, and it is facing north. So as I'm traveling south, I can see the hole clearly as some of the smoke now is rising, and you can see the hole even better than I did just a couple of minutes ago.
It is just an amazing, incredible, horrible, horrible sight. People standing here in awe, just dumbfounded. People looking very sad as I've been sort of parked here to the side of the street. Uh, the police vehicles and emergency service vehicles and fire trucks keep speeding past me. I've also seen ambulances speeding uh, north away from me. I don't know if they are uh, filled with people or victims. Uh, we don't know yet. We don't have a clear idea yet of uh, the tragedy here. We're looking, looking at the size of the halls and the smoke and the fire. It is uh, obvious that there has been massive loss of life here this morning and uh, probably even even more injuries. Uh, New York has seen nothing like this since 1945 when a uh, B-25 bomber accidentally flew into the Empire State Building and all indications are here that these two incidents this morning, two planes flying into both towers of the World Trade Center. This does not have the markings of an accident. Let's go to 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum. He's watching from Brooklyn. That is the direction where the... Rail Sunset 1876 entered the waiting room. Ambulances, fire equipment, and police cars and emergency vehicles all rushing into Manhattan still at this time. You can hear all over the borough the sirens hing towards the Brooklyn and Manhattan bridges, the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. And here in downtown Brooklyn, you can see the thick black smoke uh, plume uh, spreading over uh, Brooklyn, heading south for miles. It is a clear day, not a cloud in the sky. All you can see is the uh, fire coming from the World Trade Center buildings, one of them about halfway up. The other about two-thirds of the way up, and the office buildings down here in downtown Brooklyn must be empty because everybody is out on the sidewalks. They are all staring up at the World Trade Centers. They are quiet. They are solemn. They are looking at this in total disbelief. Of course, as you mentioned before, obviously a terrible loss of life in this. No word yet on, on what's going on on the floors above where these airplanes uh, struck the World Trade Centers. Uh, the first explosion, we felt it here in Brooklyn a little bit after a quarter to nine. And then around ten after nine, the second explosion, it rocked the whole area. My windows in my apartment building rattled. The Steve, I'm going to interrupt you because we're being pressed into public service here. The New York City Fire Department is issuing a call for a total recall of all officers and firefighters. You should all report to your companies. Again, if you are a New York City firefighter, drop what you're doing. Report to your company. A major disaster is occurring in New York City this morning. As to how this happened, well, the FBI is looking into reports that a plane was hijacked, and there are indications that it may have been a Boeing 767 out of Boston. Uh, we're contacting American Airlines. No comment from there. But uh, there are reports one of the planes was American Airlines 767 from Boston. If you're a New York City firefighter, report to your company. Report to your company now. And then Wins reporter John Montone is about six blocks away from the disaster. John? And Leah. I was a lot closer than that. I got down to Church Street. I was standing right in between uh, the two towers, which, as you can see on your television screen, uh, the smoke, the black smoke and fire is just pouring out. I spoke to a number of people on the way. People are in absolute panic. Uh, they are running they were running away from the building. They were screaming. Many of them uh, were, were telling me that they heard the two explosions, that they heard one explosion in the North Tower first, and then a couple of electricians were upstairs on the 85th floor. They said that as they were coming down, that everyone said, you're going to be okay, just get out of the building. They heard this tremendous bang, this explosion. And as you said on the air, uh, they, uh, they believed that a second plane had hit uh, the South Tower. So apparently both towers were hit. Uh, the flames up in the air, the street. I'm, I'm in a, a, a record store right now, about five or 
six blocks away, so you can't appreciate it. You're not hearing the sounds that I heard out in the street. Uh, it is full of sirens, ambulances, uh, fire trucks are out there. People are just walking in, in all directions, trying to make contact, trying to call their loved ones. There, there are women down here who... Again, you are listening to uh, continuing coverage of uh, the attacks on America in New York City from uh, 1010 Wins. This is Radio Connection Live uh, with Jamie, Darnell, Tim, and uh, Preston uh, right here uh, for you. Um, if you're listening to the show, you may notice that it's taking longer than usual. Uh, we do. Uh, hopefully, we can help. We, hopefully, we can sort that out. But I do want to. Uh, bring in uh, Preston, who has uh, rejoined us. Um, so let me get to the right uh, thing here. Okay, there we go. Um, I do want to bring our um, Radio Connection Labs, uh, Preston Gaylor, in here, and um, and uh, we can uh, continue on uh, with our coverage. Uh, welcome back to this very special edition of Radio Connection Live as RCL remembers the attack on America. Uh, I'm Jamie, along with uh, Tim O'Connor and uh, uh, Preston. Boys, let me tell you, I mean, it, 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 it feels, even though it happened 20 years ago, it's still just as fresh in our minds now as when this was first recorded. Tim, wouldn't you agree? Well, what I found interesting about that coverage was you could hear in uh, the voices, uh, especially of uh, Lee there, the anchor, Lee Harris. Uh, you could hear the shock uh, in, his, in his voice uh, as this uh, was going on. Uh, and, <laughs> you, know, what, wh how, you know, what do you do now? What do you, what do you talk about next? How, how can you keep you know, people informed. And of course, you know, people are tuning in constantly every, you know, every 20 seconds, there's new listeners coming on. And uh, so that's why, of course, he had to keep uh, sort of refreshing the scene and letting people know what was going on, because that was, you know, what that's what you do in a, in now, a folks, this was this breaking was 2000, situation. This was 2001. So streaming, it was streaming was kind of in its infancy. So you didn't you didn't have an app on your phone to tell you uh, especially for our younger listeners, you, you know, th this is back in 2001. There, there, there was no such thing as, a, as an iPhone or a smartphone. So, um, and if you look at, and if you had TV, that was one thing, but, uh, you know, ABC seven, uh, in that, in New York city was actually, um, taken off the air because their, their, their antenna, their stick is right next to, or is right, is right on top of the world trade. And there were Center. some other, uh, there were some radio stations that were taken out too. I don't remember which ones, but as I recall, there were some radio stations that uh, went off the air for quite some time too. Now, now I do believe that that's part of the reason why a lot of them since have since moved their, their antennas to the empire state building. Well, Z100 had its antenna at the empire state building for. Yes. Yeah, so it, it's been there yeah, since 83, yeah. obviously. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, exactly. And, but I think I think I you know I think Wins did an excellent job of of covering it and getting their reporters out and getting the people the information uh, you know that uh, that they had and of course if you remember our interview with Gina about that and like I say I was trying to find that piece of audio uh, last night and I couldn't find it but uh, she said that uh, you know that it 
when you're covering a news story like that, that the emphasis of the news anchor is to get the information out there. Mm-hmm. And Indeed. That, that the people are tuning in and they want to know what's going on. And that's where you have to keep your focus centered. Uh, yes. That there'll be plenty of time later, as she put it, to to go off and, and cry and become emotional about the, about it. Um, but I think so many times people will listen to news anchors like that and say, well, gee, you know, they, they, how can they just keep doing that? How can they just keep, it's like they have no emotion. They don't feel anything. Well, that, that's not what's happening. They feel that the important thing is to get that information out, and you can't get that information out if you're, you know, breaking down. And, right. right. <laughs> So, yeah, um, you know, you, you, you know, it's funny. I, I listen when I when I when um, I, I listened to when I was listening to a lot of news back in the day. You ever notice how? And Tim, I think you know what I'm talking about. When you watch, especially Babe News Nine or News Thirteen, they they have they're they're, they're they have no emotion when they when they when they talk. They, it's all let's just read it and be and be done with it. Um, but look, it seems like the, the, the other news channels seem to have a lot, put a lot more emotion and more emphasis in their voices than the spectrum news, uh, channels do. When well, they're about that, I, like, I, you know, I just think that you got to keep focused. You have to keep focused. You do. You do. You, you, you have to, like that. you know, I mean, they'll, they'll put as you know, during the hurricane, uh, that we just had, you noticed how, how well, uh, WWL just kept things moving going they have things yeah. moving and and yeah i mean and you know as gina said there'll be plenty of time for you to be emotional when you know you, you go home tonight you can be as emotional as you want to be but right now now is not that is not the time when you're covering a big news story it's not the time to lose your nerve and to start getting emotional i mean it's tempting to want to do that but you have to hold back until you get out until you get home then when you get home then, then you can say oh my god what you know to go home and pray about it, get emotional, whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And 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 you know, and I, I hate to say it, but ever since 9-11, the news has lost, in my view, a lot of its merit. Because now it, because and Timmy, you notice that it's now it's all a bunch of screaming and shout fests and opinion. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, nobody watches the news anymore. Um, you know, it's all it's all about telling you what to think, not giving you something to think about. And well, I mean, uh, I, yeah, uh, the, you know, there's a slant from either direction on that. Uh, and it's causing uh, us to be divided as a, as a nation. Um, and I think that's not a good thing. Um, and uh, well, I think I what people know. want, I think what people want more than anything when they watch the news, especially now, they want, they just want facts. They don't want you to tell them what to do. They don't want advice. They just want you to give them the facts as they come down. But what has happened is, especially if you listen to a lot of talk radio, which apart from the bone, that's what the only talk radio I really listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's all a bunch of, well, 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 uh, Trump said this and Biden said that. And uh, at the end of the day, the, 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 you know, and, and that's why I'm, I, I don't really care for a lot of talk radio conservative or liberal, because I think it's all just telling you what to do, telling you what you should be thinking, not how, not. not you should believe too. As yeah, well. what you think. 
oh yeah well you should believe too exactly so but again um that was some really powerful coverage i went back and um i'm gonna go back and listen to the rest of that tonight after we get off air um, um uh, jamie is there a way that we can take that file and just put it up for uh public uh, uh, distribution we well, actually, uh, i was gonna say uh we can actually do that because you know how i uploaded our best of onto our podcast feed yep that's what we that's what we can do with the files whatever which which one which ones whatever we want to uh incorporate into a bonus we can actually do that Hey Preston, yeah. let's do that. Let's let's let's. How about this, Preston? How about on a Friday, this Friday coming up, mm-hmm. uh, we uh, we upload the rest of that ten ten wins uh, broadcast as sure. an RCL mini so listeners can enjoy that whenever they okay. wish. And, and then uh, I'll be know, done. And then hopefully uh, somebody maybe maybe we'll put it up, you know, uh, for for more public uh, distribution. I'm also going like to on, on a YouTube to, channel I'm, or something. I'm also going to email it. To, I'm, I'm, well, guess what? I'm I'm going to send this since we're done here today. I'm going to make sure that Ellis gets this as well. Yeah, be, yeah that would be cool. I'm also going to um I'm, I'm I just sent him the the pulse episode that we did as well. So. So Ellis will have access to that. I want to go ahead and uh, we talked about how 1010 wins covered covered it, but what about the rest of New York radio? Um, well, we're going to hear that in about maybe a minute or so. Now, and- what this is, is a uh, file that I discovered uh, where they just sort of go up and down the dial as this is going on in uh, New York City. This is what you would have heard if you if you had a radio that morning in uh, in New York City. And we will re-hear uh, some of the uh, winds uh, coverage that we've already heard uh, in this. Um, but uh, one of the things I wanted to uh, point out is there are a lot of uh, voices in this file that are no longer with us. And um, right. Joey Reynolds is on this file. Uh, Joy Brown, who we lost, is on, on this file. Uh, and uh, there's some interesting commentary uh, that is uh, put through this uh, as, as well uh, as to... Uh, how people felt, how the how the actual broadcasters themselves felt as the, they were giving uh, this coverage. So um, that's why I think it's worth you know repeating some of the wind stuff uh, so that we can hear yeah, the rest. Yeah, I agree. Of yeah, so um, exactly. Um, you're going to hear Elvis Duran uh, and his crew on this, and and this. Yeah, I tell you, it's amazing that sometimes it takes a, a disaster to uh to bring us all together and uh and we certainly saw that uh in new york i mean it's one of those things where you know when you you know unless you're sitting in new york city you know and maybe you're in in tampa or atlanta wherever you may be and you're and you're watching this uh, on your home television you're not thinking about what's really going on right you're not really thinking you're not really thinking about what's really going on. You're 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 just watching TV. But unless you're in unless you're in the in the thick of it, in the throes of it, uh, you you do not you are not really considering what is at the is 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 happening. And and so that's that's what we're here to do, and that's the purpose uh, of this program now. And that is to give you guys some merit and really. Let you guys hear it, hear it from uh, the broadcast from their side 
uh, of the microphone and, and, and really, and, and a lot of people don't, a lot of people think, and Tim, I want to, before we, before I hit play, you ever, I feel like a lot of people think that broadcasters are all another race of human being. Uh, but the truth is they're people just like us. They're people, they're, they're average everyday people. They may talk on a microphone, but the truth is they're average. They're, they're just like, you know, they're, they're everyday Joe people, just like me and you. They have lives, they have families, they, uh, you know, things scare them too. I mean, don't think reporters don't get scared. I mean, I mean, broadcasters get scared. And, but I think people think that, you know, that radio hosts, like whether, whether it's Lee Harris, Judy DeAngelis, uh, James Sparity at 1010 a lot of folks think, Tim, that these are some kind of foreign creatures, but they're people just like us, and even they get scared, right? Well, again, they have to kind of, you know, they have to focus, as, as we pointed out earlier. They have to focus on, on what they're doing, and uh, that takes a very special kind of human being, I think. Yeah, very, very, a very, a very thick-skinned yes. human being. You, you have to, you got to have that thick skin. All right, everybody. So let's go ahead and let's take a trip around the New York City radio dial and hear how the rest of the New York stations covered the attacks on 9-11 right here. As RCL remembers, the attack on America. All news, all the time. Terrorism at the World Trade Center. This is beyond belief. Breaking news. Two planes have smashed into the towers minutes apart. We were stunned. We were shocked. Z100, 852. Something weird is going on. Yeah. We, the World Trade Center is on fire. Oh, my god. Seriously, goodness. the top it, of the building. We're trying to get information, Elvis. I don't... It looks like floors are just gone. Looks like... <gasps> how, do you turn, how do you turn it on? And Ron himself yells, oh, no, oh, my God, because Ron himself is, like, paralyzed by what he sees. I'm sort of like, no. I was sitting at my desk at 8.48 that morning, and my phone rang, and it was one of our salespeople, our account executives, Joan Fleischer, who is not a reporter. Breaking news now on 1010 Winds. This just into our newsroom, a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. I heard the plane very close to the top of the buildings. I looked outside and I saw it hit. People expected certain things from WOR in a crisis. It's the biggest news story in the last 50 years. And it was, it was uh, raw emotion. Police vehicles and emergency service vehicles and fire trucks keep speeding past me. I managed to hop into an emergency services vehicle and got across the Brooklyn Bridge. I made it all the way to Warren and uh, West Broadway where a number of cars are on fire in the middle of the street. But then I start kicking in with Ron that, hey, this could be an act of terrorism. And he chides me. He says, wait a second, you remember Timothy McVeigh? You remember Murtaugh? You remember the first reports? A swarthy, Middle Eastern type, meantime was a corn-fed, white, all-American, blonde-head, blue-eyed devil who did it from the heartland of America. Right away, I thought terrorism, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a talk show host, I'm yeah. cynical. Clearly, we're in the middle of the worst ever act of terrorism directed at the United States on domestic soil. And it may not be over. You're trying to describe the worst terrorist attack in U.S. history, and you're watching it. Something's wrong here. This, this can't be true. I thought it was um, 
I really thought it was one of those Howard Stern listeners who'd called us up and faked us out, you know? So I was about to call the radio station and say, did you check this out? And then, then I, they said, we can see it. We were able to stay local. We did not turn to network coverage because we didn't need to. It was our story and we covered it locally. It's uh, 9 o'clock now in WOR New York along with Joe Barthon in the WOR News Center. I'm Ed Walsh. This is one of those days that all of us will remember for the rest of our lives. This is 1010 Wins. You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. As hard as they try to distance them, themselves from the news and not be the news, their emotions were really on their sleeves, and, and that's, that's good radio. It's just, it's natural. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps as I talk about it and uh, watch the second plane hit, as most of the country did. Oh my God, Ed, another plane just hit the World Trade Center. Another plane, it was a medium-sized plane, unbelievable. It was a, it would look like, oh my God, this is, this is a deliberate act, Ed. This plane flew directly into the second World Trade Center. We saw some speck coming out, and the first thing that I did in the newsroom is yell out, how could FAA allow a plane to be that close, and all of a sudden, that plane went into the South Tower. Breaking news on WCBS 880, right here, right now. We're covering more terror at the World Trade Center eight years later. It's Building exploding a right now, Tommy. We're seeing another, was, another apparently plane. Apparently, that was another plane. When that, when that second plane flew into the building and, and, and you saw it come across the screen, uh, you, just, you just went, oh, my God. How can this be happening? The latest update from WABC Radio News. Oh my God! Oh, the next building is another just blew one. Up. Oh my God! Oh my God! Another oh, plane just flew in. I feel the heat. The explosion is incredible. Oh my God! Another oh my plane God. as we were watching. I don't believe this. The second tower has exploded from about the 20 stories below in a gargantuan explosion. Oh my God, I don't believe it! Breaking news now on 10 Men Wins. Interrupting John for just a moment, we now have reports of a fire at the Pentagon. But now we have unconfirmed reports there has been an explosion. There is a fire at the Pentagon here in Washington. All right, we've got right. Neil Augenstein, who we've been trying to bring out this morning. Uh, Neil, are you... Uh, can you tell us what you see at the Pentagon now? Mike, can you hear me? Mike. Yes, 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 I can. Neil Augenstein, you're live on the air. Tell us what you see at the Pentagon. Okay, I'm standing right on, uh, what is it, 395, right by the Boundary Channel Drive exit, looking across to the Pentagon, seeing heavy, heavy smoke. I'm on the highway on my cell phone. I just watched a plane crash near the Pentagon. I was on with the press secretary of uh, Congressman John Sununu, and while I was on the phone with her, I saw the plane crash right before my eyes. Smoke is billowing all around this area. And then the realization that the building was absolutely crumbling into itself and uh, I just like the rest of the world sat there in complete utter disbelief the most horrible sight of my life was watching that first building crumble to the ground oh my god the building fell are you there the building just fell which which building? oh my god the south building the south building just crumbled from the top Oh my God, the building just fell. The entire World Trade Center on the, the South Building just fell. I just saw the whole thing. Oh my God. Nobody knew whether these buildings were falling like this or falling in on top of themselves so that the terror was to try to calculate 
How far does a 110-story building fall, and how fast can I run? I saw the tower go down, and I'm standing there feeling helpless, wanting to cry, and also wanting to be strong and do something. It was so chilling that our anchor at the time, Lee Harris, um, as objective as he tried to be, as journalistic as he tried to be, uh, the uh, the anguish in his voice was unmistakable. Uh, a situation that uh, started bad just gets worse and worse and worse. The World Trade Center, South Tower, which was hit by a plane and wrecked by an explosion, has totally collapsed. This is WABC New York. A large plane crashes, rather a large plane crashes in western Pennsylvania. Uh, if this is uh, indeed connected to what has happened here this morning, it is quite clear that the United States is under attack. Our reporters arrived right before the second tower uh, was hit, um, and we were scared to death um, that we were going to lose one of them. And then when that second tower came down and we lost all communication with our reporters, uh, I, as a general manager of the radio station, I had this excruciating pain in my stomach that I had sent some of my own people to their death. As I look out, something is, I can't, it looks as though the building is going, is that the building going down? Is that the second building of the World Trade Center going yes, down? Yes, that is the second, that is the second tower. Just, that is the second tower. Down. It's a huge plume of smoke that came out of the middle of the building, and then the building just disappeared in the smoke. It is an incredible sight. People around me are taking a look. It is, I cannot even describe it. It is, it is one of those rare moments where you just can't describe it. It looked as though it was a puff of cloud, uh, almost like a firework explosion of cloud. No noise with it. And then all of a sudden, I, I just blinked my eyes. I looked back at it. I might have heard the people in the background going, oh, my God. And the second building appears to have gone down. Yes, Three. you're absolutely right, Ben. That is this, the second uh, building that has gone down. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people... I think everybody from now on that lived through that will put that mark, that time, and that date, 9-11, on their mental calendar, and they'll never forget that, that day. That, because things changed from then on. It's just not the same. It's really not. Once that first plane hit, we had already started to tone down the music, get anything raucous off the air. Uh, we pulled a lot of the uh, raucous jingles off the air to kind of just tone everything down. All debate in America now has shifted and changed and will never be the same because it will all be weighed against the events of September the 11th. You won't debate immigration the way you once did prior to the 11th. It's a whole different ballgame. I'm looking over at the 77 AM WABC talk radio logo, which has the twin towers of power right there. I mean, that's our stamp, our brand. That's sort of like everyone knows. They see that, oh yeah. That's WABC in New York. It was just incredible. We sit there and play 10 songs in a row, and we do wacky contests, and we have fun with listeners, but we've never really thought seriously about how we can change the world with our radio station, and we did. It was just awesome. I've never seen the city. I'm homegrown. I'm a Brooklyn boy, and I have never seen the city so unified. I'm here to help, and I went. the first people I ran into was the Salvation Army, and they, they just put me to work. 
and it turns out um, that I have organizational skills that I didn't know I had. So, I mean, all I wanted to do was help. I just wanted to do something, which I think a lot of people felt. This is a monument to our people. It's a church at Ground Zero with all of the fire persons and the uh, policemen who are actually the heroes in this war. And let us celebrate the great humanness of radio, which picked up the ball after television showed us where it was. And we still get email from people saying they don't know how they could get through all that without Z100. I'm thinking, without a radio station? It's just a, it's a radio station. It's number 600 on your list of important things. And they said that they couldn't do it without us. And I'm glad I do what I do for a living now. It makes me really proud to be working in this business. To this day, months after 9-11, when you see fire trucks screeching down the streets, American flags flying full furl on the trucks, and people applauding as the trucks go by. It's just amazing. Here we are at Ground Zero. It's an amazing feeling. It feels so much different than it looks. And, and in life, you can't explain something like this. You have to experience it. And we also uh, had calls from people who were inside the buildings and, and didn't make it out. It's the most memorable broadcast day of my life. We're using television to show radio. On the morning of 9-11, radio showed us television. And we have that common bond, although it's a reversal of roles. And I would like to think most of the healing is taking place on radio because of the nature of what we do, which is intimacy. And the word says it all, into me see. Intimacy, the hallmark of talk radio. The past few minutes could only scratch the surface of a day no American will ever forget. God bless you for all that you have done and all that you continue to do. And may God bless America. America, America. This is Radio Connection Live as RCL remembers the attack on America. I'm Jamie along with uh, Tim and uh, Preston and uh, just listening to the to the listening to that. And, and, and Tim, I we say it during hurricanes. We say it during floods. We say it during weather events. But that's the kind of companion that radio is. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, that's Indeed. the kind of that that is the. You know, I mean, we're, I mean, it's it's funny now, uh, Tim, you're much older than than me or Preston. But, you know, it's amazing. We think about, you know, when television came along, you know, television is great, but television, television can't give you the context that radio can. You know, listening to something like even listen to a football game, Tim, I, I, I to hear Gene Dickerhoff calling all the calling the action. It felt like you had your own descriptive video service. Yeah, you know, that, that really is, a, 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 that's a good example, uh, mm -hmm. a good example of what radio does. Uh, because, and, and I think uh, if you were uh, visually impaired, as, as in fact we are, 
I did not watch much television while that was happening. I was glued to the radio because I wanted to know what was going on. And, you know, television can cheat, basically. They can cheat you out of a lot. Oh, sure. Because they don't don't have to uh, tell you blow by blow what's going on. You can, you know, people can see it. Uh, and, um, I think that, uh, that radio is, is there for that purpose. And, 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 you know, um, it, it's, um, well, it was, it was good to hear some of those voices again, as, 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 as Joey Reynolds said, uh, who, who we no no longer have, uh, anymore. And Joey Reynolds was, was, uh, a great DJ, um, just, um. Uh, well, Fifty Winds used to air his talk show uh, overnights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did, uh, and um, um, actually, when I was in uh, Miami, I I got to talk to Joey Reynolds uh, a, a, a couple of times when he was on WIOD. But um, at any rate, uh, he he said it best: radios into me see intimacy. Mm-hmm. And um, that pretty well sums it up. You know, I, I think back to uh, John Skaggs of, of Way FM, who we sat down with a few, several uh, several months ago uh, here on the sh- here on the show, and he said people, you know, not, people have Pandora and, and Spotify and whatever, but pe- people want companionship. That they they want that companion that takes them to work. You know, you know they they they, they want that, and I think. Listen, I stream just like a lot of us, you know, pretty much everybody, everybody on this panel streams some kind of radio, whether it's a news report or a weather report or whatever the case may be. But the, the, but the thing is, radio, whether it's on a phone or on a actual radio, is a companion. It, 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 it can reach places that TV can't go. Another great example, and I talked to uh, Ellis Feaster about this about two weeks ago. He wasn't there for this, but he remembers it. It was uh, in the early morning, late night, early morning of 2003, 2004, somewhere down there. A tor- uh, two tornadoes uh, touched down over central Florida. And um, yeah, Gina was working at K92 back then, and mm-hmm. uh, she did uh, excellent, excellent coverage anchor coverage of that yeah well a lot of radio stations the, the local um noah weather station was off the air that night was on every all every all other tv and radio stations were running automation that night so that meant no one was there to relay the tornado information that, it, that, that anything had happened though we complain about z88.3 z was broadcasting live and they were staffed the whole night up into the morning a family had heard the the weather warnings on Z eighty eight point three, and they got into the car and, and and drove to safety. They came back to find their house uh, beat up, but they said if they had stayed, the results could have been tragic. And that's the kind of companion, folks, uh, that radio is. You know, radio is there when your television isn't there. Radio is there when your phone isn't there. You know, and when, you know, I, I, I tell people 
when when they when when people visit us, I tell people that little radio is my peace of mind. When you know, it, it's it's like a little portable electronic insurance policy. You know, I I had someone I had someone tell me at the barbershop, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you do when the radio? Go, what, what do you do when the station goes off the air? I'm like, you know what? There's other stations that are on the air, so I just listen to them. You know, and you know, I mean, very rarely do all this do all the radio stations go off the air at once. <laughs> if that ever happens. You know, but but you think about the companionship of radio. Good, good, good person. Technology for a second, because that has changed over the years too. Because back in 01, you had Windows Media and like all your media players for streaming. Now you got streaming services and uh, web players and the whole nine yards. So oh, you sure. can get coverage anywhere you want. That's oh, sure. what I like about it. Oh sure, and it's you still know. companionship too. So. Oh, oh sure, you know, you know, yeah, I'm gonna tell you something. The, the the technology has changed, but the Harden Radio has not changed. I, I talked to um, Ashley Nix from the Joe Show. Um, they were talking about the Pulse shooting, the Pulse nightclub shootings. They were they were still in Detroit when this happened. But as I'm talking to Ashley, she just starts crying because she is because she's a lesbian herself. She just started crying. And that's when you know these people are, are 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 human just like we are. But stream, but Pandora cannot give you that companionship that radio brings you. I want to add another voice to our memories here. Does anybody remember does anybody remember Larry King? Oh yeah. Tim, I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Um, let me tell you the backstory on this. Um, I actually had the whole 9-11 show done, and then I remembered this and had to go and find it and insert it into the uh, original uh, broadcasts. Uh, we're not playing the original broadcast now. We're doing just kind of the work parts out of that. Um, but the backstory to this is I, I, was, um, I was in the uh, hospital. Um, and I think I was in, yeah, I was, back, I was in Ormond at the time, at the uh, nursing home in, in uh, Ormond at the Avante. time. Avante. Avante, right? Right. And um, I had my little trusty um, little radio, the same one that, uh, that you had there, uh, Jamie. Uh, I still have it. That the nurse... Uh, had uh, bought me uh, when I was up in Jacksonville because I wanted a radio. I was going out of my mind. I didn't have a radio, a radio freak with no radio, you know, and uh, not being able to to speak or or say anything. I had a collapsed lung. I had a uh, tracheotomy. Uh, I had a tube down my throat. I could not speak. Uh, I was uh, basically cut off from the rest of the world, and the only thing we had... Jacksonville was a few channels that the TV would get uh, there in that uh, in that horrible hospital uh, over there in uh, Green Cove Springs where I was and uh, but anyway by this time I had managed to go down to Avante in uh, in uh, Ormond and I had my little radio with me and I was flipping through it and I landed on 1450, which is uh, WMFJ, which um, is the uh, Christian station owned by uh, Cornerstone. Yeah, and they're, the, they're, the, they're the AM teaching uh, version of the Cornerstone. 
right. And they were running uh, the Janet Parshall show. Yep. And I heard this, I tuned into the kind of after it had started. So I wasn't exactly sure what she was talking about uh, at the time. But I, I laid there just transfixed listening to um, the interview that she was doing. And it was with a gentleman by the name of Michael Hinkson. Uh, whom I later met at uh, one of the uh, NFB uh, conventions in uh, Orlando. I actually met him and, and his dog there. And uh, she was interviewing him uh, about how he had, with his dog, worked his way down from the upper floors uh, uh, in the World Trade Center. He was working there at the time. Yeah. And um, how he had worked his way down with his dog to safety and uh, what happened. And that was where I first heard this story. So when I was putting this uh, together, um, I was sort of reminded of that uh, and uh, went looking for it. And uh, it turns out he had been on uh, the Larry King uh, live uh, cable news show on TV uh, with his dog and uh, Larry interviewed him. So um, that's what this next piece is and sort of the backstory to it. Well, let, well, let's go ahead and listen to it. It's uh, Larry King interviewing Michael Hinkson, who survived the World Trade Center attack with his dog right here on RCL. And, bef and, and before we leave, I have a very, a very special surprise for Tim and for our uh, announcer, John Weird, who you normally hear on this show. It's about dogs, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's, let's listen to Larry King and Michael Hinkson as RCL remembers the attack on America. Great pleasure to welcome back to Larry King Live, Michael Hickson and his amazing guide dog, Roselle. Michael was working in the World Trade Center at the time of 9-11 attack. He is uh, blind. Roselle helped guide him down 78 floors to safety. He's given keynote speech at Rutgers for the Conference on Strategies for the Future. And Roselle, has been honored with a congressional record insert saluting her inspirational story. And Roselle is receiving the American Kennel Club's 2002 Ace Award as Service Dog of the Year, a big doggy deal. And Roselle deserves it all. How you doing, Michael? Doing well. How are you? How do you feel on this anniversary? Sad. Uh, it's, it's been a year of change. It's, it's certainly been a year of, of tough things. Um, and it's been a year of joys also. What, we, what was your job in the World Trade Center? I worked for Quantum Storage Solutions Group. I managed the New York, New Jersey office. And how can you do that? Was that difficult to do without sight? No, it, it was no different, I think, for me than anyone else. I used different tools, but, but still did the same job. <clears throat> Excuse me, I managed the sales force, um, went on lots of sales calls. New York's a great place to do that. New Jersey works well for that. So I had no problems. And now, though, you're a Californian, huh? Changed. Um, changed careers. Um, partly probably because of you. Just a lot of, of attention. People wanting to connect to 9-11 wanted to hear our story. And I was asked to join Guide Dogs for the Blind in San Rafael, uh, where Roselle is from. And I chose to do that as, as kind of a way in part to, to give back to Guide Dogs. I've been getting dogs from, from Guide Dogs for 38 years. And so this was a way to, to kind of help. So when I go and give speeches, all the, uh, the proceeds of those go directly to Guide Dogs for the Blind. Can you briefly explain on 9-11 what, what you can't see? What did you hear? What happened? 
Oh, uh, when the airplane first struck the tower, I felt as much as heard a thud, uh, just a, a big explosion, and then um, the building tilted. It, it came upright. <clears throat> Our guests who we had in the office at the time uh, were screaming and running toward the exit. I was in my office with a colleague, David Frank. David was the first to identify that there was fire above us. I heard debris falling. Uh, we got our guests out. I was concerned that I wasn't going to leave until they were gone. Uh, David got them headed toward the stairs. I had attended lots of uh, fire drills, so I knew not to uh, to take elevators, told him to make sure they took the stairs. And as soon as they were gone, um, then we left. I had called my wife while David was getting them out to tell her that something happened. And then we left. And you left how? Were you panicky? <laughs> No, I couldn't afford to, um, very consciously. I also had uh, a calming sense from God. I, I asked God what to do and just had a feeling to, to stay calm, and so I did. And, uh, and so I took Roselle's harness and gave her the appropriate command, such as to go forward, to go left and right and so on, to get where we needed to go. It was my responsibility to know how to get to the stairs and, and her job to make sure that we walked safely. Now, once you were on the stairs, you're hearing people all around you? A lot of people around screaming. us. Screaming? Not too much. It was tense, but people were calm. We had some burn victims pass us, but it was calm. And you just followed them down the stairs, followed her down the stairs. Right. We, we worked together, and, and I know that we helped others go down the stairs, and Roselle had a chance to flirt with some of the firemen as, as we were going down the mm -hmm. stairs, because as they came up, um, they would ask me if I were okay. Roselle gave lots of kisses, and, and I know that some of them petted Roselle. So she was, always this calm. When she's in harness, she does a good job. I asked guide dogs for a dog that would focus, uh, and they did a good job of giving me one. What happened when you got to the ground? We went to a parking lot across from Two World Trade Center, but before we got there, the building collapsed, so we literally turned and ran for our lives and ran into a subway station to avoid some of the dust cloud. By that time, we had inhaled a lot. How did you not run into things? Roselle. Strictly uh, following Roselle. Again, I told Roselle to go forward. Uh, when we got to the end of a building, I could hear that we were at the end of the building. I knew that we were at a street corner. I told her to go right because that was away from the Trade Center. She turned and we went and there were a lot of people running with us and around us. So it was kind of a, a crowd mentality. Were you born blind? Yes. So you've never had sight? No. Uh, <clears throat> at any time during all of this, were you frightened? Two times. Once when the building was hit, the other time when the tower was coming down. Uh, and I re recall the second time saying to God, how did you, how do you, how do you do this? You got us out of this building just for another one to collapse on us. And I, again, was just overwhelmed with a sense of calm and uh, a sense of don't worry about what you can't control. And that's one of the things that I talk about in, in a lot of my speeches, the concept of, um, of trust and reminding people, don't worry about what you can't control, worry about what you can. Boy, you are certainly an inspiration. And, and how have you dealt with now your fame? Oh, I don't know about a people lot of... People know you now. A lot of people must come up to you. They do, and they, and they come up and talk to Roselle. Uh, and, and I hear people shouting at Roselle from across the street. Uh, and, and we talk back and uh, do what we can to, to help people connect around the country to what has happened and, and move forward, because we've got to go forward to something. And, and I have found that everyone who is making progress and able to cope with it is going forward. They've got a goal or a project to go toward. And, and, and most of all, all of us are, are adopting the position, don't let the bad guys win. And, and that's one of the things that I talk about.
We salute you, Michael. We congratulate you, Roselle, on being the uh, Ace Award of Service Dog of the Year. Michael Hickson and his guide dog, Roselle, worked their way down from floor 78 the World Trade Center one year ago today. This is Radio Connection Live, and, you know, if you, I, no, I, what I would... Another voice that is no longer with us, and that is Larry King. Yep. Braille sense up 1,876 entered the waiting room. To, if you haven't either, either read the book or find the movie somewhere, the movie is called A Dog's Purpose. Right, Tim? If what, you have what, not... What? Either read, yeah, yeah, the, the movie or the book is called A Dog's Purpose. What does that have to do with what we're talking about? Because it just shows how special dogs are. Oh, well, okay. Okay. But I mean, no, I mean, uh, that's, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. No, that is, that is, that book or that movie has nothing to do with the World Trade Center or, or any of that. No, no, it may not. But it just shows, it shows how invaluable, uh, you know, dogs have, and we said this when John Willie was, was here, dogs have a talent that we are not blessed with. And, which is why, you know, I, you know, as, as I'm listening to, to Michael speak about what Rosso had done at the World Trade Center, I couldn't help but, I mean, I almost had a little, I almost had tears coming out of my eyes, but I had to squeeze them down so I could, so I could talk. You know, it, 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 it shows how special a dog is. Especially, yeah, in the, in I, the, I just didn't want you to have people jump to conclusions that. Uh, right, 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 uh, right, right, right. Although there, there should have probably been a, a movie on that. It probably would have made a good movie. Actually, I, I wonder what Michael's yeah. doing these days. Um, as I said, I previously I meant I did meet him uh, at one of the uh, NFB uh, conventions um, in uh, Orlando. So. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, and it, it, you know, and and I remember hearing, uh, hearing uh, of his death, Larry King, who we uh, lost, uh, what last year? Was it this year? Larry King, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it was this year, I think. Yeah, yeah, like January, February, maybe. <laughs> he 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 start he started in radio. He he was in radio before uh, television. Started, uh, yeah, start well didn't start like that, but anyway, worked at WIOD in miami before he yeah became, you know, national yeah yeah before yeah i mean he um and then he did then he did uh several uh radio commercials uh you know and and, and i tell you that larry king uh left a lasting legacy in broadcasting and, and they're still running his 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 infomercials Oh yeah, that's that. But they're still running. Is I'll flip across the TV at late at night, and I'll still hear Larry King's voice on there. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I still I still hear them. I I still I still see them on television, and I'm like, wow. I guess they needed a way. The I you know you know I think I think I think um, people. Oops, sorry. Uh, I think you know. I I, I still I still hear those uh, com those infomercials. I'm like, wow, he's been gone for about a year. I guess they needed some kind of way to keep his legacy alive. Yeah, imagine. sure. I remember 
on YouTube, yeah. I'm, I'm subscribed to a lot of things and usually different uploads will share like Larry King moments and things from time to time. And it just brings them back. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember his radio show when talk stations aired it at, in the back when it, it was on. So he did oh, yeah. so much for broadcasting. It's so remarkable. Oh yeah. It, Tampa never had it, had it, but it was still very special. You that know, on mutual. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was back I, when there was a mutual uh, radio network, which became which became Westwood One, if I, if I recall. Mm. Well, um, before we before we go, um, I told listeners I had a very special surprise for Tim, and when I as I was thinking about Roselle and Michael, I had to go into the archive, into my library, and find this. I thought about. We're talking about dogs uh, a a few seconds ago. And then I remembered something, a a poem that Tim had referred our announcer, John Williard, to. And I wanted to share that with the listeners today. It's all about the whole reason (laughs) God made a dog. Need somebody willing to wake. So God made a dog. Let me. God said, I need somebody willing to wake me up. Let me start to go look at that in the way Wake up again. So God made a dog. And on the ninth day, God looked down on his wide-eyed children and said, they need a companion. So God made a dog. God said, I need somebody willing to wake up, give kisses, pee on a tree, sleep all day, wake up again, give more kisses, then stay up until midnight basking in the glow of a television set. So God made a dog. God said, I need somebody willing to sit, then stay, then roll over. Then with no ego or complaint, dress in hats they don't need and costumes they don't understand. I need somebody who can lift spirits with a lick. Somebody who, no matter what you didn't do or couldn't take or didn't win or couldn't make, will love you without judgment just the same. So God made a dog. God said, I need somebody strong enough to pull sleds and find bombs, yet gentle enough to love babies and lead the blind. Somebody who will spend all day on a couch with a resting head and supportive eyes to lift the spirits of a broken heart. So God made a dog. It had to be somebody who'd remain patient and loyal, even through loneliness. Somebody to care, cuddle, snuggle and nuzzle and cheer and charm and snore and slobber and eat the trash and chase the squirrels. Somebody who would bring a family together with the selflessness of an open heart. Somebody who would bark and then pant and then reply with rapid wag of tail when their best friend says, let's go for a ride in the car. So God made a dog. So God made a dog. <laughs> Thought I'd share that with with the listeners today on RCO. I love that. The first that time was, I ever that heard was, that was uh, uh, again when I was in 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 uh, Ormond, and um, at that um, um, nursing home, uh, and uh, Roland Via. 
uh, who was a talk show host at uh, WELE at the time, um, found that and played it uh, in tribute to Augie and Winston as well, of course, because Winston was buried out in the backyard, is still is buried out in the backyard of that radio station. But uh, that was dedicated to Augie, and that was the first time I heard that. And I still can't hear it without. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and Tim, that's, that's literally the entire reason I played it for you. Yeah. There's a reason why I played it for you. I'm not sure and, what it has to do with 9-11, but uh, anyway. But, he, but, you know, he, but, you know, that's, that, it, 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 I played it for you and, as I think about Michael and, and Roselle and how selfless she was yeah. during that day, that's why She's I was doing their it. jobs, man. That's what they're doing. They're doing their jobs. They know their yeah. jobs and they're, and they're doing their jobs. And they do them well. Absolutely. Oh, many Absolutely. times. Amen. So, he did that. Um, this last piece is a little bit of a reflection of my days at K country one one as we wrap our program up today. Um, and, uh, I'm the only thing I will tell you about this is, uh, during my shift, uh, I played that song probably, I don't know, probably six, maybe seven times in a five hour shift, which is an absolute radio. No, no, <laughs> you never do that. <laughs> and, uh, I played that also played that song back to back, uh, cause the first time I heard it, it, it affected me so much that I just had to hear it again, as I will explain to you in the uh, prologue to this. But um, I think uh, Lee Greenwood has a lot to say and uh, has a pretty good way to end our, our program uh, this afternoon. Absolutely. And uh, we're not going to say our usual phrase before we leave. We're going to say something a little different today. And I thought on Monday only- we have another very special program coming up we do we do we uh monday we have our 100th episode of rcl we're going to hear some of our favorite rcl moments and play back some of the best ones and you know parts of interviews we gave and and guests we've had on the show and things that you know i mean you know hardly we've been we hardly we've been doing this podcast for a little more than a year but the show's been around for nine years and uh, we're going to talk about the, the 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 moments that we shared pre-podcast so you're going to hear that on monday and uh, i i personally i can't wait for that myself well folks Uh, i'm super stoked mm -hmm. well folks as you've listened to our program today we hope that as you've listened you have taken something from our our broadcast today we hope that you take some time today in the hustle, as you go through the hustle and bustle of a Saturday afternoon or whenever you're going to be hearing this to think about those who served. My father is a military uh, veteran who is uh, <laughs> making my lunch as we speak. Yeah, I have friends whose parents are servicemen and women. And um, to those men and women, who serve and who have served, we all see it. Our so we say thank you for your service. And 
I hope as we part ways for the weekend and rest up and get ready for Monday that we never take our days for granted. Uh, So, yes. I don't want to put you on a spot here, but I think, you know, you're, you're doing your own ministry and, and such. Why don't you lead us in a prayer to end the I, show? Yes. I'd be happy to. Dear Lord, we thank you and we praise you for what you've done. And we thank you for those brave men, women, and by extension animals who protect us and who guide us. Lord, we thank you for the radio reporters who put their lives, who literally putting their lives in harm's way to make sure that we knew and know what is going on and what has, and what has conspired. For those we lost, Lord, for those great voices, we heard many of them, or you know, a couple of them are in heaven, uh, Larry King, Joy Brown. Lord, we thank you for their legacies. We thank you for what they've done for us as, as a community. Lord, we pray for the families of those who are still grieving uh, the loss of a loved one who has served. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the ability as a podcast to come to our listeners on a Saturday afternoon and just take them back in time and relive and remember those great radio moments. And Lord, as we go forward, Lord, we pray for peace in this earth, in this world. We know we're going through not just we're st- our, our, our brothers and sisters are still up there fighting for our freedoms. We, we also know we have a pandemic to contend with. Even if we don't like it, we must, we must endure it. But Lord, we ask for peace on this, on this earth and we Lord, Lord, that you that you show us your mercy for those we've lost. Lord, we pray for those families who are still grieving. And Lord, we thank you for each and every member of the RCO team, whether that's Tim with his audio production or me being able to produce the show and host it, and Preston and Ashley and Darnell, and even those who um, work behind the scenes. We thank you for each and every air check, each and every voice we heard today. And Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and give us peace in the years to come. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us today here on Radio, here as Radio Connection Live remembers the attack on America. Again, as Tim mentioned, Monday. Uh, we're, uh, Tim will be here, uh, and I'll, and I'll be here as well, celebrating our 100th show. Hard to believe, hard to believe it's been 100 episodes since the launch of RCL, but it has been. And we want to thank Tim for his great work and the work he continues to do. Uh, especially in putting all this stuff together, man, because I, you know, I could never have found found any of this stuff myself. <laughs> and uh, Preston as well for teaching me how to how to not just host but also produce Radio Connection Live for the listeners. 
So Monday, we'll be celebrating what our 100th show. I'm, and, I, and I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes of RCL. And Tim's going to close us out uh, with a prologue and with a song. So for the entire team here at Radio Connection Live, for Preston and Tim, Darnell, Ashley, AJ, and myself, this is Jamie T saying, good night and God bless the USA. When this song first came out, I was working at K-Country, and we got a copy of it, an advanced copy of it, on a 45 RPM record, and I had not heard it, but there are afternoon drive guy Don Reed said, Tim, we got this new record in by Lead Greenwood, and you should try to play it sometime on your show tonight. Because I played it this afternoon a few times, and you really should try to play this because people are really wanting to hear it. I had not heard the record before. And so I believe it was in my first break after 7 o'clock. I was doing 7 to midnight at K-Country 101 in Albany, Georgia at the time. And my uh, first break, I queued it up on the turntable and played it. And as I sat there listening to it, chills just were running through me. And the record ended and I turned the mic on and I was kind of choked up like I am now. And I said, you know what? That is such a fabulous record. Such a great song. I need to hear that again. And I played it again. And People called in and requested it again and again and again. Here's Lee Greenwood with something I think appropriate to end this. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free But I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I'm glad to stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the U.S.
From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston Pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say This has been a special presentation of Radio Connection Live and the RCL Radio Network.